Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. A uh, little bit of a pack show today, a lot of Corsair discussion and a lot of Global Labs uh, discussion. Things we gotta address, things we gotta talk about. Uh, but first, like to thank our lovely patrons, uh, Garmoth.com. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, Hawaiian, I has issues. Jeremy Johnson, Lord Carrot, Melt on Your Mouth, Minaria, Slytech, Talus, Acceptum, Thanks, and Wave Z. Well, Appreciate you guys and everybody who supports us on our individual Twitch streams. What were you saying? Hold Sorry. on. If, if they're uh, patrons uh-huh. and they're putting their website, well, I mean, they kind of are sponsored. Sponsors. <laughs> mm, you know what? Actually, you're not wrong. They kind of are in yeah. a way. They are hashtag sponsored. Yeah, check out Garmoth.com, you know dude. They're patrons. We love them. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, actually. we are, I think legally we might actually be hashtag sponsored. So yeah, I'm take drinking, that for what you will. I'm drinking Monster, which is not a sponsor. Um, is not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Next week, we're going to be trying Tang in a pouch. <laughs> in a pouch? You remember Tang, dude? Yeah, I remember Tang. Yeah. If... if if Monster doesn't get its act together and sponsor me, <laughs> we're swapping to Tang. Um, all right, you you guys ready to talk about this class? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Corsair's out. We've played it for almost a week. Uh five days, I think. Uh Frosty's been playing it religiously the whole time. Nayashi probably hasn't even made one. I and... play I played against it. For okay. like 20 minutes. He did. I did the other day. I've done okay. some questing on it and am currently uh, finishing getting power leveled. So we have various experiences in regards to this class. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, should we bring up the uh, the thing that we did earlier this week? For yeah, us? I, want, I want to talk about the way they introed Corsair. So first, obviously, they announced it at the ball, right? They, they had their little demo video with the backstory and that. And it, it looks like the trend is all of their classes going forward are going to have some story behind them. Um, but oh, please, no more scallywag introductions. <laughs> but, so they did that, then they did the combat trailer, and then they did the that like kind of skill, looking at the main skills thing, which they did with um, the Sage as well, that we all kind of liked. Um, yeah. And then they did something new this week where they had a few of us fight Armin on stream the day before... Oh. It came out. I don't know if you were there. You saw that, Res, or heard about it. Uh, I heard about it. I did not. I was not able to catch it, unfortunately. Yeah. So the night before it came out, so basically Corsair Eve. Um, me, Nayashi, Corsair I am, <laughs> yeah, I am Choice, <laughs> and Block Jump got to go out to a hidden place in the desert and fight against Armin's, um, Corsair like the day before it came out, and it was like kind of a cool way to like seeing it for the first time you know right um so i just wanted to kind of ask your guys opinion on like if they should kind of continue with the way they did this one 
Um, now the one thing I didn't, I didn't really like the whole, like the boat going to Velia and showing off cause it just kind of ended up like in disaster, you know, you know, kid a, right? Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he actually like destroyed the GM's boat and yeah. Which is hilarious. The dreadnought. He said, and instantly, instantly resulted in extra penalties, I believe for being <laughs> negative riding on a boat. Dude, I saw him because... on Reddit say, I'm the first, the world's first dreadnought kill or something like that. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. But did you see that that's one of the changes? Is There's like some change to do with like being negative karma on a boat or something. There's like harsher punishments or some shit yeah. now. I don't, they don't remember that just it. for him. Just yeah, for it's him. like the devs are salty that he killed them essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so good kitty please keep doing what you're doing gotta love that man um anyway so i i kind of like the way that they like advertise it and showed it and i think it's it's really cool the way they like had people dueling it just because i don't know it was like a unique way to introduce the class for at least for our server maybe kr yeah. has always been having stuff like this but we never really have so um it's pretty cool i don't cool. think so at least not publicly announced well remember like the was it was it sage i can't remember if any other classes had it but i remember seeing like the hash in in rbfs and stuff and like i don't know did we ever get that before like hash and earlier from like way back then i don't know mm, if we did. i don't think so yeah anyway stuff like that's I, I pretty cool I, I like it so pearl Abyss, keep it up that's a cool way to to promote yeah. or get the class kind of hype it was fun it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Of course, Choice bullied him. No, oh, um, man. Zerker's totally getting nerfed after that. Yeah, I actually think that that matchup is near impossible for Corsair. We'll get into it in a second. But, um, yeah. It was, it was fun. Um, but outside of that, onto the Corsair. Rez, you played it just for a little bit. Let's start with you. How do you like it so far? I guess, like, just design-wise and how it looks and feels and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I've been enjoying it, personally. Um, it's not pretty much like I predicted before I got to actually play it. I don't think I'm going to like re-roll to it or anything. Um, but I have been thoroughly enjoying like the movement of it. Mm -hmm. The movement is super interesting. Um, I have like some little complaints here and there with like things not flowing and it seems kind of pointless to me that they don't, but it's kind of like whatever. It's not an actual like problem with the class, I don't think. So um but yeah i haven't like done any pvp i've only um like either against or i mean i wouldn't i did some rbfs where some corsairs were in there but they didn't really do anything i didn't even really notice them so um yeah i don't know i did notice a, a trial sage with like 500 points so that's a thing that happened was it awaken um, but... or suck do you remember awaken awaken yeah i feel like yeah. suck's been making a comeback I'm actually seeing more and more Suck Sages in Wars and in RBF. I don't know why. Awakening's still really strong. It is, but people just some people just prefer the other style. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's pretty fun, honestly. The animations are awesome. Um I've heard a lot of people complain that the skills are like copy paste from other skills. I don't see that so much with this class. I don't know. There's there's a lot worse examples than this class for like copy paste skills in my opinion. Grave digger skill or not grave digger uh, slashing the dead one. Yeah, but even that one is like a little bit different than how slashing is. I don't know. Yeah, especially like, the way. Do you have the prime skills yet? 
I, I assume no. you probably don't, right? Because you're not leveled up. But, dude, that might be why you feel... Because I don't feel any of the connection stuff that you mentioned. Yeah, I don't know. It may just be because I'm still have, I still have, like, the pre-awakening, like, non-prime skills. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a fun class, honestly. I think they did a pretty good job with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps up my thoughts. Your thoughts after fighting it? Oh, wait. Uh, Rez, about, what about the animations? How do you like the animations? I like them. I think they look good. Didn't I say that? I like the animations. Like the water animations and shit you're talking about? Yeah, I'm a sucker for yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about the mermaid part? Because I know a lot of people are conflicted uh, on that. Some people are like, dude, it looks so sick. Some people are like, eh, the mermaid thing kills it for me. I... I still feel exactly the same as I believe I said last week, where I kind of wish they would have done, like, all mermaid or no mermaid. I don't understand why it's only, like, three or four skills that have mermaid with, like, super long cooldowns. Um, I don't know. I kind of wish they would have just picked one of the directions to go in. Either it's, like, this, you know, sword-using, you know, pirate swashbuckler that can manipulate you know, water to some effect by using their sword, or it's a mermaid that throws, like, whales at people. Like, I wish they had kind of picked one or the other instead of, like, this weird hybrid thing that they did, but uh, yeah. it's not, I don't I don't dislike it. I just, like, I don't know. I feel like it would have a better identity being one or the other, personally. Right. And I might be a little biased because I do like the whole, like, water sword swashbuckler theme more than the mermaid theme but it's not as if i hate the mermaid thing it's just they should have just made it a mermaid class if that's what they wanted to do um so for me design wise i love the animations obviously the animations and the sound effects are freaking nuts um i think the sound effects sound really cool on all these skills um the bubbly sounds the whale singing <laughs> all of that stuff i think it sounds really cool um but it's uh and its movement is super fun like really really fun like once you start getting the hang of it it, it feels like really fun the way it slides around and moves and all that stuff looks like its disengage potential is really strong too yeah it has decent disengage i mean it kind of has like the i don't know it's like it has it does have good disengage I don't know. It's not like I don't have any major complaints with it. It's uh, you can get yourself in a bind where it's really hard to get out because you can't start with the iframe. You have to use something else before you can use the iframe, which is like any zerker will tell you. It's when it's super armor first. It's a, a lot more difficult to get out. Um, but it's uh, it still feels pretty good to be able to engage and disengage because you can engage with. So res one of the reasons I was asking is because if you do shift q and then forward r and b when you have the prime skills like you can actually cancel the shift q leap animation in the air and go straight into the slashing skill oh which gives you like a lot more distance like there's a lot of little like yeah. stuff like that so she like jumps up in the air and then slices forward yeah so she jumps in the air first and then forward r and b leaps her just like way further than if you just used forward r and b it's pretty cool makes the engage a lot better too because like Especially if you're jumping into peel for someone, it's like you're just out of range of where people would notice you with their peripherals. So you might actually like catch people in like group play. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's also super fun to do. <laughs> it feels fun as hell. Um, I like the mermaid thing, and I actually do kind of like that it's a little bit split. 
I, I also thought that the cooldowns being long would be an issue, but the skill animations are pretty long on it, and there's four of them, and, and two of the cooldowns are 15 seconds, and two of them are 20. I think when we were looking at the skills in that pre-build, the leak, it was they were all 20-second cooldowns. Um, that's not the case on the, on the live version. They're a lot... They're lower, and it, it doesn't ever feel like I'm just sitting there waiting for them like that much, honestly. I think it has no, a... Not a lot of backpedaling like Kuno, for example. No, I mean, you have to disengage every once in a while because you gotta, eventually you're gonna run out of stamina, but I think, like, it doesn't feel like you're waiting, like, I mean, I don't know, Kuno is, like, the skill, the skill cooldowns are the same length or longer, and, like, the animations are instant, right? So you're, like, out of the yeah. skill. Like, literally, if you use forward um, E, by the time the full animation ends, the skill has 16 seconds left on its cooldown, and then you have three so other mermaid abilities. It doesn't feel as bad. Yeah, it doesn't quite yeah. feel as bad. <clears throat> um, but I don't know. So I I kind of like the mermaid thing, and I'm really excited to see what the rebombs are because I wonder if you're going to be able to ba if you're going to be using mermaid stuff in Awakening in the future, and if the rebombs have it, you probably are. Um, yeah. but I was saying a chance before I get into the specific like balance stuff. I think that the design of this pre awakening is good enough that it would work really well with most of the awakening kits in the game. That's what I've been saying like all week. Like it has enough in its pre-awakening kit to feel like it would support an awakening kit really well, which is something that I feel like um is missing in some of the older classes. No, some of the newer classes like Sage and Nova, their pre-awakening kits just don't fit well at all with their awakening. Well, yeah, those are like Nova specifically is like really opposite. Yeah, I mean Sage too. To be honest, like Sage is slow and this like lumbering thing. Yeah. With, like, no protected skills, and you need the Prime Rift Chain to kind of make them work. But without Prime Rift Chain, they're just bad skills that are difficult to use. But the Awakening, you kind of like just stay Awakening almost yeah. always on Nova Sage. too. Is you can pretty much just stay Awakening. I mean, some of the better ones will obviously swap in and out between them, but yeah. So this one, I, I'm like picturing this kid. Like, dude, this pre Awakening on Nova Awakening would be nuts or this pre-awakening on sage awakening would be nuts it would i think what's gonna end up insane i feel like based on the design of the pre-awakening there probably won't be as much mobility in the awakening kit do you feel that way uh yeah i could see that but mostly because yeah like normally like sage and nova felt like they had no mobility so you just knew they're gonna get something yeah and, and then they got like an excess of mobility yeah um so yeah, it's certainly possible they don't get as much new mobility in, in the Awakening. But um, yeah, I like the pre-awakened design. I think it's a really cool kit with a lot of tools. Um, as far as like actual how it feels in game right now, the PvE feels really, really bad. So the first day it was bugged. I don't know if you heard or read about that, um, Rez, but the yeah. first day the Prime skills all did significantly less than the Absolute skills, and they patched it overnight um, Wednesday. This uh, is not the first time that's happened before with a class, right? I feel like this happened one other time. Um, it kind of happened with Sage, where Sage was um, where Sage wasn't doing any damage in Node Wars for some reason. Yeah, which was weird. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. I mean, it's certainly possible. It might have been. There might have been some kind of instance with it with Nova. I I don't really know, but it. Yeah, it just was doing way less damage. So they fixed it the first day. So day two, we got to actually feel 
what it's like in PvE and PvP. And starting with PvE, like it it doesn't feel very good in PvE. Like it's I, I would honestly argue in most places it's it's actually it's worse than Kuno in PvE, which is a little bit surprising to me because new classes normally come out and you're like, oh my god, this is crazy. Like you just start seeing videos right away. Um and I honestly think it's why I don't really see that many Corsairs right now, considering how hype people were for the class, is because even if a class is not very good in PvP, at least people can like grind on it, but it, it feels yeah. pretty inefficient to grind on. So one of the things that I did, I went and did um Zarka Night or not Nightmare, uh Zarka the the Elvia quest Zarka level five this week, which by the way, Rosa, are you caught up on that? Nope. Haven't even started. Oh my god, it's freaking your score, dude. The APDP Zarka. Oh, Padilla yeah, I just Zarka. finished mine yesterday, actually. So, Dude, I haven't even started my pin accessory thing yet. What? Oh, my God, Rez. It's oh, just my every gosh. Day. You're like Dude, a week behind already. You're on a new class. You just... I'm way further behind, my guy. No, it's only it's one week. It came out one week ago. Or, yeah, basically a week ago. Roughly a week ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, Dude, you just got to, like... What are you doing, Res? You, you literally, you're on a new class. You just go to like Loopy Tree or Polly every day and do it. And you get skill XP as well. Or you go I'm to doing... a place where you're trying to get potion or whatever. Do one of those. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to Two Fairy Force for the Ron Rose piece right now. That's what I'm doing every day. Dude, what we do in our guild is literally after a node war or after any guild thing that we do, like everyone gets in a plat and goes to Loopy Tree or yeah. Manchums or whatever. I want to get the pot piece though, so I can't. If I want to get that, I can't go to where you guys go, unfortunately. <laughs> Black star set brain. Uh, so anyway, I was doing level five uh, Hadoom Zarka, right? And I was like, I wonder how this is going to feel. Because I already knew like this doesn't feel good at Sakraya. It doesn't particular. It doesn't feel particularly good at Star's End. I also it it triggers me that it does not have a pull ability like it doesn't have any ability that's like particularly good at pulling mobs everyone keeps telling me oh you can just swim through the mobs as a mermaid and aggro them it's like the problem is whenever you go into melee range uh, at mobs they do a different animation than if you pull them from range that's why pull Correct. skills are so valuable is because when you pull them at a certain range they start walking towards you immediately versus doing an animation and then walking so it slows down every pull just doing the mermaid animation to pull mobs slows down every pull significantly like two to four seconds so it's like um <clears throat> i don't know it's just not it's not a, a good way to pull at all it, it's a really yeah. really bad way to pull but you think they'll they'll probably I, give her one in her bombs yeah i hope so I like hope, that's what i, I would so. assume i hope they, so. they're just they have so many options right now like between her bombs and the awakening kit I mean, I know Succession needs some too, so hopefully it's a rebomb solution, but... Yeah, so that yeah. that's the first thing that, that bothers me is no pull skill. Um, the damage will be changed, right? Like, eventually they're going to buff the PvE damage. I'm, I'm sure they don't want the PvE to be bad. But, um, so I went to... Uh, <laughs> I did Zarka, and on my Corsair, I failed it, and it had like 5% left, and I was... I had Villa, I had Simple Cron, I had Frenzy... Uh, I had a perfume, I had church buffs, and I had um, <laughs> a house buff. Everything. You're fully... And I, I failed it. It's It starts with seven minutes. You can actually... You really only can start hitting the Zarka once it's at like six minutes and 30 seconds because there's a long 
animation when it spawns. It takes um, fucking forever to come out. Yeah, yeah, so I failed it. It was at like 5%. I'm 298 AP with Kudum, right? So I go, I redo the thing one more time on my Kuno. And like, everyone knows Kuno's notoriously bad in PvE. Its damage just isn't what other classes damage is. Like, that's one of the big things. It also doesn't have pull skill, but its damage comparatively is also just worse. So I go do the same thing on, on Kuno and I get the same buffs and I'm able to kill the Zarka with two minutes to spare. That's how different it was. Wow, that's pretty bad. And that was Awakening Kuno. So it was just, I don't know. It, that part was a little bit depressing. It was like, it was kind of like eye-opening to see like the kind of damage that this class is actually doing right now. And it's, it's not very good. Now, it, I'm Sounds missing... to me like Kuno needs to be nerfed a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm missing a Lucas crystals and the three percent crit damage from my dandy, and they all species damage. So that might play a little bit of a role because we can't, you know, use our awakening right now. But um, it, it still is just the PVE damage just is not very good. Um, like I saw a video the other day that people were posting, like, dude, look, it's actually pretty good. There was a a two sixty seven. Yeah, it was two sixty seven AP uh corsair that got 5k at star's end and i was like dude look, look what the same guy posted three months ago and it was a 257 10 less ap sage getting 5.4 <laughs> so like it's uh and that's without the 261 and 265 fat ass brackets so yeah it's it's definitely worse um that being said i do think it'll get buffed i i think most people even in kr they all recognize that it's not very good so I assume that's one of the big things that they're getting feedback on. Um, yeah. PvP, so there's a lot of good things about it in PvP. After they fix the damage, I think the damage feels pretty okay. Um, maybe Shift-C doesn't really do much damage considering how long the cooldown is. I don't know um, if it should do more or not, but it would feel nice if it did. But again, like... PvP specifically, it's like it's hard to say it needs specific things because it's missing three rebombs and two C skills. And the C skills are really, really important. Like if you take the C skills, we went through this with Sage, but if you take the C skills off of any class in the game, like most of them would be devastated. Like if you take them yeah. off of Valk, they don't have their leap or purification. That They're would suck. Fucked. Yeah, you, you take it off of Kuno, you don't have Dance Macabre or Wheel of Wrath. You take it off Maywa, you lose. <laughs> Uh, nothing. Okay. You guys don't use any of your C skills on Maywa? <laughs> Give me I'm a break, with you. dude. Fucking super armor sticky? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Backward movement super armor. That shit has a big ass gap on that stuff. I don't give a fuck. That shit's busted, dude. All right. Uh, Talus? Talus asks, did, did Sage ever get its uh, succession awakening skills? Yeah, I got it the day awakening came out. Okay, yeah, I got them, and and one of them on the on the sage aren't very good. It's that iframe thing. I guess in like a bind, you could make it work. It'll save you. Um, but the the problem with it is that the end is not protected and it has no way to cancel out of it. So it's like a movement skill that's unprotected at the end that isn't particularly fast. But it is an iframe. Um, at some, I think it's like frontal guard into iframe while moving or something like that. Um, and then the other one is just like. Their only other, besides Ator's energy, it's their only other super armor damage that doesn't require any mechanic to get the super armor. Like, you just have super armor on it the whole way through, and it does, like, okay damage. Um, 
So it's uh, <laughs> what's it called? Like I don't know. So right now her 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 kid is missing a bunch of stuff. So in PvP, it's hard to say anything in particular. But the one thing that it definitely needs, and we'll see if the C skills or the their bombs give it to her, is it doesn't have um it doesn't have a lot of ways to like catch people fast. Um, it's kind of a slower class like that. Mystic. But they didn't give it protect like a lot of protected CCs. It has two of them, and both like really you just you shouldn't really be caught by it. That's why I think they're better in like group play than in one v one. Because in one v one, it's the slashing skill, the prime version of the slashing, is a super armor float. But it has such a wind up animation that you can just protect yourself. And then the other one is when they're swimming in the mermaid thing, right as the mermaid pops out, it's a float. Um, outside of that, its catches are like they're just not particularly fast. So it's very difficult to actually land a CC on a player that has any idea what they're doing. Um, so hopefully the catches thing gets addressed. Uh, I know like a lot of people don't, e even myself, I'm not a big fan of having mass protected CCs. Um, but generally slower classes do have them. So if it got them, it would be kind of nice or just give it like, it, like it doesn't have a skill like behead or moving shot or uh like ankle smoke on kuno like it doesn't have any of these or you know like dragon bite or stigma it doesn't have anything that's just like a fast like ooh, that's actually really hard to react to type of catch you know yeah um, like your most your most like i guess you could say quote unquote potentially like uh surprising cc would be that one where you dash to the side of me and you do the slash that you caught me a few times on when we were dueling i can't remember what the hell it's called um you like dashed to the side. It was kind of like you just kind of sort of got around my foreguard a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember which one I'm talking about? I'm probably describing it horrifically bad. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's there. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's unprotected. You're talking about it's like a borderline, like a mass destruction type of thing. It, yeah, right. kind of, it was unprotected. I was, I did catch you in it yeah. quite a few times. A after dueling you for a little while, I realized like I have to try to use that skill at absolute max distance. But dude, I mean, if you get hit by the projectile, once you see it, you just know it's like yeah, yeah. All of her skills. I started catching on to it. You could surprise people for the first couple fights, and then they're like, oh, okay, that's really easy to deal with. Um, yeah. So yeah, in one v one, it's kind of rough. Like it's right now, it's like purely damage trade. Um. I don't know. So I want to talk about the block mechanic thing because there's one part of it that I think is way, way too strong. And then the other parts of it, I feel like aren't making that much of a difference. Like, even though it actually ended up coming out more powerful than what we saw on those on the on the suck skills last week. Yeah, because last week it was like there were four abilities that had um, like guard break. No, two, there were two abilities that had guard break. Like two of them were whale skills and one of them was something else. And then they had like uh, this activatable buff called Heirloom of the Crow that would give you extra guard break on a bunch of different abilities for a short period of time. And then the e-buff looked like it would give you 5% guard prevention on a bunch of abilities for a certain, certain period of time, right? But what they ended up doing is the e-buff, they removed that from the e-buff. I'm assuming that was all an earlier build. Um, they removed that from the e-buff and instead just made it a passive and now it's like 
any of her abilities that uses the Serenica, which is her sword, will um, apply the five second guard recovery lock. And then a lot of her abilities, um, at least in Prime, have the guard break ability. So um, for example, here, let me go through some of these. Ocean's Pearl has it, which is shift RMB. Um, Overflow has it, which is the Q skill. Um, Prime Wipeout has it. It's all they're all ten percent. And then the the whale skills, um, Jetstream doesn't have it, which is Shift C. Or no, uh, Jetstream does have it. It's twenty percent. Twenty. Yeah, all the whale skills give uh, minus twenty percent. Um, and like it's really nice for putting on like damage pressure, right? <clears throat> but because she doesn't have a lot of catch, it's hard to actually like CC people, even even when their guard is like low or locked. Um. But the one that I feel like is just way too fucking strong is SE. SE gives them... And this is mostly for group play. In 1v1, you can avoid it. But in group play, it gives them a no-guard recovery for 15 seconds, which is kind of forever in the context of a fight, especially large-scale. 15 seconds is so long. And some classes like Valkyrie Warrior, like they can't do a lot of their cancels when their guard is broken. So it, it kind of like hinders their class massively um whereas it doesn't really affect 1v1 as much because once you see the skill starting you can kind of avoid it um so i don't know that that vert part of it i don't like the guard recovery for a short time where you can disengage only a couple seconds and then get out isn't that big a deal and then even like the guard gauge breaking on hit like it really just feels like you're doing extra damage i guess um but i want to show you this clip so i was in a node war and Raiden, he got hit by this whale skill that I'm telling you with the 15 second recovery. And he sent me, he sent me the clip of it from his point of view. Cause like when you're, when you're playing, you don't even notice like what, I mean, you have no idea what people's guards are at, right? So you're just like running around doing your stuff. So I'm going to, let me stream this here through discord. So you guys can see it at the same time. Hop in real quick. Um, all right. Now, so you're going to look or? Yeah. You good? All right. So, uh, this is him in Node War. We were in a 1v1 with Infernal. Here's me on the right. You could see here's, uh, Raiden. He's blocking. His block right now is at 81% at the start of this clip. Um, hit play. So he gets it. There's, I use that skill on him, like right in his face. And it applied, it breaks his block because it takes away 20% plus the damage of it. Plus, I don't know if someone else from range is, there's, we have rangers and wizards and whatever, throwing random stuff. So he might have also got hit by something else. But now he like literally just can't recover his block. Look, look for how long, like look how long this clip is where he's just stuck yeah. at zero block no matter what he does. Six more seconds. Like five seconds is one thing. 15 seconds is forever. Like... That that is so long. <laughs> give me my block back. <laughs> yeah, and he whispered me and said, "Give me my block back." But it, it's I don't know. Like that skill, I think is is I, it does not need to be a fifteen second prevention. Yeah, dude. I agree. That's that's insane. When I was dueling you yesterday, the I had to literally just reset the fight because I just had no block for forever in a day. 
Yeah, and the, the other funny. skills are five seconds, and it's like it kind of forces the Corsair to stay in and be aggressive if you want to keep it on them. But that one is like you apply it, and they just have it forever. And now, like he literally can't defend himself. Yeah, it's it just takes you out of the <laughs> game completely. It's just it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, but the other versions, like I just don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I the irony is like. You know, we're sitting there saying, like, dude, all these classes need this for the block classes. But, like, man, all of the block classes, for the most part, are just using super armor in between. And it, it kind of makes no difference, and I still can't CC them. So, like, this class, I, I think its worst matchups are the classes with blocks. Like, the block SA blocks. Like, those matchups really? are, are basically, like, unwinnable. It, it's, like, actually crazy. Um why like just because of the super armor rotations too well the thing is too is like it doesn't i think it just i think it's not really that though you just don't really have reliable cc mechanics well that that kit. that's a big thing right but it, it seems like the design is intended to be more of a bruiser than catch yeah which, it is but... you're like a you're almost like a support for the ball like you're just like you're helping you know, shred blocks and making your opponents easier to kill, essentially, as well as you provide your your heal mechanic with a one hundred percent, right? So, well, what do you do in one v one though? You're fucked, basically. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, I it agree with you. I mean, you saw yesterday, like you don't even out trade. Like it doesn't even out trade. Like if we use a skill into each other, like I lose the trade almost always. The only yeah. time I'm like winning the trades is if people are using skills to either move or run away, not actually deal damage to me. But like when I was fighting uh, Bro Samden. Who's like 30 less gear score. If we both used a hard hitting ability into each other, I, like I just completely lost the trade. And then if I use like the the two whale skills that do hit really hard, like you just see the start of the animation, you just back away and don't get hit by it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, or, or against like the block classes during those skills, even with the 50% grapple res, especially Warrior and Zerker, they just grab you. <laughs> yeah, so, they don't, they could literally not care less. Yeah, because those skills are so long. The animation's so long. Um, and the thing is, too, with those... So, like, all right, the, the two whale skills... I was talking about this with Hunter. And he was saying that one of the things that he noticed is when you see the mermaid skill, regardless of the 50% grapple res, you know that you're completely safe to do the grab attempt and then get out because they can't do anything during Correct. It. I think they need to make... I know how you said earlier how you're not really a big fan of protected CCs, but in mm -hmm. some cases that might be necessary for slower classes. I think maybe those skills should probably have a CC attached to them be to make them at least a little bit more threatening, you know? Maybe. They, would they be... are slower, so it wouldn't be like super impactful as far as like... Yeah, like you can and, react uh, to it if you see Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, at least it would make the skill feel safer. Would like it be if better wins... to CC on it or to just like reduce the animation? Like well, make depends. it shorter. Uh, like if you if you up the animation too much to where it's like really fast and it has like a lot of mechanics like it does, for example, the the whale one where it does a block sh like a little block destroyer. Um it also applies debuffs and whatnot too, right, Frosty, if I'm getting that correct i'm yeah, going so, off memory of yesterday well, like it, it that could be oppressive ones, but yeah, yeah if it's that too could fast be a little then impressive. like people are like they i think just straight up they need to nerf that the 15 second block gauge thing it, it needs yeah, to just that, be dropped down to five seconds 
Yeah, um, I think, think fifteen I seconds. Still, is too I much. still maintain that that just needs to go. I, yeah, I, I, well, I said it last week before we even like fought against it or anything. I just don't understand. I get the like extra block damage. Like, sure, I get that. Even though that's still like for large scale, that still is gonna suck if you're fighting multiple of them. But the whole like can't regen your block thing is just like no. I know, what they're, I know what they're I, going I don't, for. I, but... do, I don't agree. I, I think it's okay. It's just it can't be that long. It, because honestly, it's like after five seconds, you just get it back. It's it's really not that hard um, in most situations. It's like the 15 second one is unrecoverable. But the five second ones, it's like, I don't know. It's re It's really not that bad. Like, I noticed in my fights, like thinking like, oh, dude, I'm going to try to apply this and make it so they can't recover the block. But no one's playstyle changed at all in 1v1 when they're being hit by this stuff. It's like, yeah, weirdly... I mean, most of the time when you hit me with that, I was already getting chunked, so I have to back off and reset regardless. Yeah, it's like weirdly ineffective at it. Now, in large scale, it's a little bit different, but um, I mean, you're not we did, able to... We did say last week that we were thinking that this is definitely going to be more useful in large scale. Yeah. But you can't stay in and sit there and reapply it, which is why I think the five seconds is okay. Because it's like five seconds of like, oh, I'm not getting my block back. But usually in a five second engagement, the classes with the block are using their abilities during that time. They're probably not going to recover it anyway. And then when they disengage, they can because the five seconds runs out. So I, I don't think it's like that big of a deal on the short one. But um, so Cindy's saying in chat, let them be affected by attack speed. So the whale skills have this uh, um, tool tip that says, no, not affected by attack speed, movement speed, increase effects. Um, he's saying let them be uh, affected by attack speed. But here's the problem is that's like a double-edged sword because uh, we went and tested it the other day. They're also not affected by attack slows. So yeah, it would be nice that they could be sped up with attack speed, but they also, it would suck if they're slowed down by attack slow debuffs because the skills are already like slow in general. And, attack and it's just slowed, succession Nova. Attack slows are just way, way, way higher than the buffs we're going to be getting outside of like speed spell. Um, so I went and timed it with a, um, I was able to do, I think it was shifty. It was either shifty or shift C, but the skill animation took 2.9 seconds with no buffs or debuffs on me whatsoever. And then with a full set of 40% attack cast and movement speed slows, it also still took 2.9 seconds to cast the same ability. It had no effect on with slows. Which is kind of an interesting mechanic. Probably should be put on Chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it, it wouldn't be like if Chase was not affected by attack speed uh, buffs or nerfs, it'd actually be kind of interesting. Well, currently it's just movement speed, but. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, slows. Yeah, yeah, slows. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying it in general sense. I just, for the intern listening, I, I don't want them to get the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah, they, you know? they're like, it's not affected by attack speed slows. They're like, wait, it never was. It's like, so nothing yeah, changed. Yeah. Thanks, intern. <laughs> I got I to make sure that it's, you know, they understand fully what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Got to get that down the pipes. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do a bunch of tweaks. The global app changes that currently came this week, I think. I honestly think most of them were already planned before. I don't think a lot of them are based off of feedback um, because it just, it came out so soon. I mean, it like came out two days after the actual course yeah. came out. Yeah, how could they possibly have feedback that's gonna focus on right. you know, specific changes? 
Um, so I think when it gets its three rebombs and it gets its two C skills, it'll be better judged. Like that's why right now I can't say like it needs blank for sure because it could be so different. One, I don't know what changes they plan on making to begin with because they always do change a lot of like connection stuff and fix the end of this or what I, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. who knows? Uh, and then rebombs and C skills could have a major impact. So it's, yeah, I can't say it needs buffs. In PvE, it definitely needs buffs, though. Like, it definitely should be able to at, at least be average in PvE. Um, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but that all having been said, you know, I, so it sucked. Yesterday sucked because we were against Cho Nation. Um, it, it does not play into caster comp very well at all. <laughs> it's a miserable experience, as you'd expect. But, um, in the other node wars that we had where it wasn't mass casters, it was actually like pretty fun in, at least in smaller node wars, we did two 30 mans and it was like pretty fun in node war. Um, you definitely have to play around your team, but you do feel like you're helping your team a little bit, especially with just straight up like raw damage throwing stuff. Like yeah. if, if you hit someone with like a whale ability, you pop up even without the CC, you hit them with a whale ability, even though you might not secure the kill, you do feel at least like the people around you are getting off extra damage that maybe they weren't going to be able to if you weren't there, which is kind of an interesting. I, it's hard to some. I mean, it's hard to be satisfied by that. You know, most people want to see their kills, but that is there is an element of that. Um, plus, it it does have good like nuke skills where you dive in and nuke like shift Q and forward R and B when you just land on top of someone. I actually stop as cool as I just told you, Reslar, that the shift Q and the forward R and B is. Um, I stopped canceling it for the most part because I want to let Shift Q do its damage and then also have Ford RMB do its damage because Shift Q hits right. pretty hard on the landing. Um, it kind of sounds to me like if you have bad ping, this class is really good because you don't have to focus on kills. You can just do a lot of bruiser-related activities to help out your team. Is that kind of what we're going with here? Yeah, a little bit. I yeah, I could see. I mean, I don't know about. I don't know about what. I don't know what the ping stuff. I mean, I feel like the bad ping could also be a nightmare since it's mostly super armor and you know how you True. can just get rubber banded. But I can see that. I don't know. Um, but as far as like the mobility and the protection, it's funny because <laughs> I remember like watching Armin's stream. It's like, dude, that class is always protected. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, like every class could just be always protected. But like, if you decide to just do always protected, like now, actually now that you saw like with what the catches are, like you're not really catching anybody with it. No. And they can just choose to avoid your damage if they want to. Yeah. The like, only ones that are kind of hard to you avoid had, are like, Q and Ford RMB. You basically have only like one real like significant slow, so even the damage pressure wasn't really like that bad. Mind you, you do have a lot more gear than me, so trading into you with my gear obviously isn't as favorable as maybe some other matchups, but, um, you know, as long as I avoid some of your bigger spells, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Definitely manageable. Um, I don't know. It's a fun class, though. I, I'm really excited. I think I have no idea what Awakening is going to be, but... So far, like the foundation of this class, I'm way more excited about it than I was for Nova and Sage when they came out. Because um, <clears throat> it's like, even though it is a little bit of a slower class, it's more like Awakened Mystic slow. 
not like wizard yeah. sage uh, pre-awaken nova slow so it's like it still feels like fast it just it isn't like you know ninja kuno nova awaken Nova. it's so funny because it's like nova is the comp <laughs> when i compare it to pre-awaken nova i'm like yeah it's not that slow but then i compare it to awaken nova but it's not that fast yeah <laughs> yeah somewhere in the middle um I don't know. That's about that's about all I got. I I hopefully they don't wait too long to give us at least the bombs. I I know we won't get the C skills until Awakening is out. That seems to be how they do it. But hopefully we get the bombs at least a couple of them pretty soon. Um, want to see what they change with the class for for that aspect. Um, are there any major concerns? I mean, you're concerned about the block stuff. Um, Rez, do you see yeah. this class becoming meta? Mm. Like, what do you mean by meta? Like, what's your definition of, like, quote, becoming meta? Like, a lot of people are using it and guilds are recruiting them. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be another, like, mid-tier class. Like, it's not going to be, like, bottom tier where it's, like, you got to be 100 extra gear score to join our guild sort of thing. But it's just going to be a mid-tier class, I think, most likely. I mean, obviously, um, that could change with the Awakening, but just from what I've seen from the Succession. Yeah, from the Succession alone, I'm, I agree with the Rizzler. It's not really anything impressive. It's not going to make or break a comp. And it's not exactly a class that seems to get a lot of kills, so it's not, like, super beneficial from a flex point of view. And I don't mean to say that disparagingly, by the way. Like, that's a good thing. Like, we should have, like, mid-tier classes. Mm -hmm. Like, having classes on the extremes is not good. You shouldn't have a class where it's, like, you know, when Suck Sage came out and people were, like, everyone was playing Suck Sage. Or you have a class, like, fucking, I don't know, like, Hash, when Hash came out and, like, nobody was playing Hash until, like, they got a lot of, like, buffs and changes and fixes and stuff. So like having a class be in the middle is like that's where kind you of want refreshing. it to be. <laughs> yeah, that's where you want it to be is in the middle. So like that's a good thing that it's not gonna be quote like meta, at least in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I, I just hope I'm I am tired of I'm on the same boat with that. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. Um I'm just hoping it ends up around where like Awaken Hash is. I think where Awaken Hash is is kinda nice. Like a nice little sweet spot where it's like you can be effective in war if you want, and it plays that that class has to play more around its team than other classes. Like Suck Hash is just a solo die bomber, but Awaken Ash is more like team oriented and it's actually like better than people think. Um it's just that it's hard to top frag on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's kinda nice, like I said, refreshing to now I have a new class come out and it's instantly just better than mine for once. So Yeah, dude, I I don't know. It's it's funny because I mean the kind of the same thing happened when everyone was reading the skills. People were like, dude, this class is going it's gonna to be, be fucking so nuts. meta. Now yeah. it still could be, right? Because like Sage didn't feel very good also that first day. <laughs> yeah. Um but I just give feel it like time. It the difference is this one isn't going to be in super armor the entire time, which means it's going to take damage, which means it's going to be killable in group fights. And it's yeah. also not, it, it feels like Ninja Kuno as far as like tankiness. Dude, I, I was like, I was fighting an evasion Corsair. Dude, it, the class is not tanky. 
it is just not tanky. Also, I think the way the damage is set up, unlike Striker Mystic, which kind of do an insane amount of damage at, at low gear, um, I don't, like, dude, you can't drop to 281 Kudum on this class and still kill people. Like, it just doesn't do that kind of damage. Um, I know, like, on trial, I keep seeing, like, oh, it's, do it's insane on seasonal, it's killing a bunch of seasonal characters, but at higher gear, it's just not like that at all. At 281, it just doesn't... It's, like, difficult to one-combo people with good gear at, at, like, those levels. Yeah. Um... I can't speak to Sustainia. Someone's pointing out her, her MP regen is pretty bad, at least at polyspots. I'm... spoiled by the infinite pot that just keeps yeah. me at 100%. It's hard for, it's hard for Frosty to be understanding what us you know yeah poor peasants with our normal pots are suffering with yeah i'm sure it's a miserable experience for all of you it is i just ran out of wp in a fight versus a ninja earlier <laughs> oh no that's and it's worst, because i had dude. no pots that's the worst Dude, the one thing I do hate about the 50% grapple res on the mermaid skills is every time I get grabbed, someone spams LOL nice grapple res. And I have to see that constantly. Yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be a thing. Yeah. Like, it is nice. Dude, it, here's, here's how the grapple res works. This is, like, honestly, this is how it works. If you're against the mermaid, you feel like everything you're doing is getting resisted. All the grapples are getting resisted. If you are the mermaid, you feel like you the feel grapple like... Has, it hasn't worked a single time ever in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Um, all right. I did struggle, Chasm, to get my infinite pot, okay? my The gathering part took me like 102 hours. I did not struggle to get my HP pot, but the, the MP pot in total was like 174 hours or something like that. I, I got lucky at Sheer Ruins, but then um, Mansions was like 72 hours, and then, uh, what's it called? The Gathering one was like 102 hours, which was awful. The Gathering one? Yeah, dude, the Gathering MP pot. Look, now she doesn't even know there is a Gathering Part. Yeah, right. <clears throat> oh shit, that's right there. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, no, I do. No, I just I haven't started it yet, so I forget that there's that part. Mm. I'm still trying to get the damn uh fucking basic pieces at for HP pot, man. <laughs> like I, I got other problems. Yeah. Um Dude, Which, so overall, since I'm a wake and mail, I probably should get the WP pot first. I think the class is pretty fun. I don't know if we should do one of these bets again, but I I'm gonna stick to <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> I'm gonna stick to it at least until after awakening is out. Now that's the... it. Two weeks, two weeks in one day. <laughs> yeah, if it still feels exactly the same as today, I probably won't play it for long. I'd rather play Kuno. But if it's like, if it starts feeling a little bit better in group pvp and and specifically in 1v1s then i definitely will play the hell out of this because the style and the movement and the animations and the way the skills feel all is really really fun they have so. to like significantly change some skills to make it like from how it currently functions to be like really viable in 1v1 i feel 
maybe maybe i i think if they did minor little speed ups here and there minor like connection abilities between skills like maybe like you could throw out uh the cc of a skill instantly after using something else before it you know like stuff like that that kind of makes skills like flow together better i think that stuff plus the rebombs and the c skills could be enough to make it pretty good in 1v1 to be honest I do, I do love that uh, that one where you throw the bubble out and you slice the bubble on top of the target. Yeah, that I think that's pretty cool. They have that skill twice. Uh, they have two like two versions of that skill, and they both are down RMB fun. as well. No, no, down RMB is the slash is just like the uppercut slash thing. But if you hold down RMB, throws out a bubble. Yeah, yeah, RMB the flow tight kiss. You could just hot bar it too, which is nice. That that one. Is not protected, un unfortunately. Kind of wish it was. But Shift RMB, dude, the Prime one is like a big ass bubble, dude. It looks so cool. Dude, what the hell is up with the spirit perfume market? It is just gone. Uh, yeah, it comes and goes. Um,. If gathering isn't good, people aren't going to make those. <laughs> the the oh, spirit perfume market's about to get worse, too, because I think you need to cheat, tree chop in, like, Ash Forest to make those. Really? Um, no, that's not good. I have to hop off Awakening for fucking grinding because I'm not going to have spirit perfume. Feels bad. Go get, a, go get your pod. Or worse, I have to change an add-on so I get WP during my New Year's Eve spam. Ugh. <laughs> hey, those aren't they're actually not that bad. Um honestly. What, the add-ons? Yeah. Meh. They're okay. Um The limiter is nature fruit. Give me those and I'll provide you spirits. Alright, done deal. I got you location. Fruit of nature? Isn't that uh, from farming, I think? You can get it from farming, too, yeah. Yeah, Ralph. Hey, we just uh, need more farmers. Yeah, right. Are we, uh, we ready to move into Global Labs now? Yeah, is there anything yeah. else about Corsair? Well, I wanted to ask you guys, like, now that you've seen the kit and played with the kit and seen her style and theme, is there anything about it that makes you feel strongly towards what the Awakening might end up being? Honestly, after what they did with Nova, anything's possible. <laughs> so uh, it's um, I, I I can't say for sure. Yeah, it's that's a tough one. Some people suggest that they've seen evidence of a crossbow type thing, so she might have ranged combat. I don't. There's like no definitive proof that that's actually true. So. I guess we're going to have to wait a couple weeks before we get a hint. Someone yeah. always, always leaks something. Also, so. it is melee damage. And it's melee damage yeah. and uses attack speed. Which I think is kind of interesting yeah. considering it's like uh, this magic Serenica and a magic pouch that gives her water abilities. But Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's some weirder examples. Like, you know, like... Valkyrie's cast speed, but it's melee. It's like, yeah. 
but it, yeah, yeah, it's I, primarily like spells it's using, it seems like. So it's just weird. I still feel like it could be pretty much anything. Um, I don't think it's really like narrowed down at all from like what we talked about. I still, I mean, it could be a trident, but I just don't think. Yeah, it, someone, it's someone else be. in chat is saying it's a trident. Yeah. They just... I, everyone thinks it's going to be a trident, and that's kind of why I feel like it's not going to be, because that seems like the obvious thing to do but who knows maybe it will be i don't know someone I mean, someone's also saying it's gonna be with tentacles like what kind of weird dude that the thing is with the trident is like they don't stick to the same exact theme like they don't like not even not with any of the classes like no, i mean like some been. of them are kind of like even like striker mystic where it's still like you're fighting and stuff but like it one of them went fire one of them went water they usually like 180 I don't know. So like yeah. the thing is, is the mermaid is part of this kit in, and it's very succession based because the, the mermaid prime skills and stuff. But like, I just can't see them sticking with the mermaid theme because it's the Serenica and the offhand that gives her the power to become a mermaid. So unless her awakening is still using the pouch, it, it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that it would be. Maybe, mermaid. maybe she turns into a siren instead, you know, like the, the darker version of a mermaid, basically. I mean, that's certainly possible. Oh, that was the other thing I want. I did want to talk about is the heel, which I, I don't. I don't think it's intended, and I actually think it's going to get changed eventually. Um, the heel. So it give when it passes through everyone, res it gives them seven hundred max HP and a two hundred damage or a two hundred HP heal every two seconds for ten seconds, right? Which is you know a, a modest amount of healing. It, it like might extend a fight, plus the max HP is really nice. But what actually happens when you ult and pass through people is it completely fully heals everybody it touches. It basically, as you pass through them, they like instant tick like 4,000 HP back. And if you double back, if they get hit again, they instant tick 4,000 HP again, as well as get the 700 max HP and 200 HP over time buff. I, I think that's bugged. It yeah, that seems right. That seems like it was a mistake on someone's part. Yeah, it, it's it's like kind of wild. Hold on, I have a I have a clip of it that's just it it seems it's so nuts that I'm like this can't be this can't be real. <laughs> um, Sage got was Greek, so he got a lightning spirit. He's not Greek. He might be Greek, dude not greek he's a part of ancient civilization and they never once clarified him being greek yeah i don't know it, there is something to be said though about the fact that they're coming out with more characters the characters are like lore heavy so you have nova which is like an actual character in the world francesca whatever the fuck her name is and then you have sage who like maybe isn't like like a defined character like Francesca whatever the fuck her name is but what he does have is a defined weapon like the spear of Kabilius was in the game long before yeah, it became was. the sage's weapon right so like Matter of fact, I think I still have that in my inventory yeah I don't know maybe they'll like go in that direction uh I don't know I think uh, ever I... since uh shadow arena came out and they split it off to its standalone and they gave them all like their individual characters that's when they started doing that right yeah probably 
because like the, each one of the versions of the character's kit has its own like specific unique character and they're like characters in the game supposedly i put or in the, the lore the, at least the group chat the heel that i tested so you could see so amritat in that clip if you look at the one called um aoe healing amritat's health pool is seven thousand, so he gets half his health bar back or a little more than half back when i pass through him and if I were to have turned around and passed through him again, it would put him all the way to max. And I don't know if that's intended because it does not say anywhere on the thing that it's supposed to heal. Uh, I was talking with Multi about it yesterday and his, his theory is that, I guess kind of like Shy, when you get the max HP buff, it also, you just get that HP so that it's like literally just constantly reticking the max HP buff and healing you. Which definitely sounds like BDO code. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we on a we on a global labs. Just wanted to talk yeah. about that heel real quick. All right, yeah. global labs. Here we come. Sorry, I was watching the. I was watching. Yeah, the that clip. that. It's that nuts, right? Insane. It's like literally yeah. Rabomb here. That has to be a bug, though, dude. <laughs> there's no be. way. That, like, it, there's no way. Yeah, it should not heal that much. That's way too much. And you're iframe during that, too, right? No. Oh, it's super armor? Yeah, I think it's super armor. To go relook at the clip, but I'm pretty sure it's super armor. Oh, I don't think the. I think maybe Black Desert Foundry's down, so I can't open up this. No, I have it up. Oh, is it just my internet? You want me to send you a leak? No, I have the link. It's just not opening. Chrome. Try... Here, wait. Let me try this. Oh, wait. Maybe it is down. Oh, okay. It's laggy. It still feels more fair than Witch Wiz, yeah. I mean, honestly, true, because it, at least with the Witch Wiz one, you can use it instantly. This one, you have to, like, turn into the you mermaid have to go aim through and people. swim through people. And, and timing yeah. it is actually really hard in, in war. Um, not, not She'll wrong, use an but... anchor and go full Tidehunter mode? Dude, I wish. Dude, I would love that, actually. Dude, what if the Awakening was all, like, so if this is all, like, mermaid and, like, flashy skills and stuff, the Awakening was, like, the ocean, but, like, the depths of it. So, it just, like, like, everything is all, like, like, dark. Pike from League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I love Pike. So, instead of being, like, crashing waves of, like, the surface and, like, you know, shit like that, it's, like, the depths of the ocean type of shit, you know? Yeah. I could see that. That'd be pretty. That could be pretty fun. I don't think they'll do that. I mean, maybe, but that'd be pretty fun. Like she spawns sea anemones. <laughs> Dude, I I keep saying make if they made her like what Alawi's like alt looks like. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Dude, well, that's what someone was saying earlier. Tentacles. So you know, eight tentacles slapping down on an area. Dude, there's little hints of octopus arms in a in a bunch of her skills in the prime version. Shift L and B. Ha, you can see like they're like the shape of arms and they even have the little like outline of suction cups um same thing with q yeah um and the shift c when she pops out like there's a lot of little things that are like octopus arms uh but it may not you know carry over but still i think that would be awesome 
Alawi's busted, by the way. I hate playing. Alawi is busted. Holy <laughs> shit. All right. Um. All right. So let's talk. Uh, let's just talk about the movement thing first, and then we'll talk about the Kaffir's thing because the movement thing is like the first thing that they address here in the notes. Um. So here's what they say. So they say, "Hello, this is Black Desert Studio. Today, I would like to talk about the basic movement." And manipulation of characters especially those released after archer from the time of creating archer when creating the basic movement action we added a new dedication action to create a more natural look and this movement has been reflected in this corsair following archer guardian hash nova and sage uh there are many opinions that it's frustrating because there was a difference in the feeling of operation compared to existing characters here after the announcement of the character reboot concerns were heard that the existing characters would also change uh to be like this to be precise, there are no plans to change the basic movement controls of existing characters. In addition, in the case of Archer, Guardian, Go uh, Nova, Sage, Corsair, Archer, Guardian, Goddess. What is Goddess? Oh, leak new class. <laughs> leak new class. <clears throat> Archer, Guardian, Goddess, Nova, Sage, and Corsair. We will improve the basic movement. Um. Oh, hash. Okay. Uh, hash <laughs> will improve the basic movement and operations so that it will not feel the same as it is now but it will be improved in a form that can give a feeling as much as possible to the existing characters we're preparing to update this patch to the black desert lab at the earliest on july 22nd so um it's not too far off um yeah so basically on global labs july 22nd or somewhere thereafter they're going to remove that feeling of where you're walking and when you stop walking you still take like three extra steps for no reason thank god that heavy feeling that a lot of people complain about they're actually getting rid of that yeah which is good because yeah that's been a serious problem for quite a while now a lot of people say that they can't even play like any of the new classes because of that like mechanic is just so infuriating. So Yep. Also, it's kind of a little hidden buff to life skillers, you know? <laughs> adjusting yourself in front of the cooking utensils is gonna be faster, adjusting yourself to line up with a tree is gonna be faster. It's good, dude. I think more importantly than anything is the fact that like because, like, the, the whole thing started because people were like, oh, fuck, the class reworks. All the old classes are going to get that fucking movement, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, thank God for that. Because if they would have given all the old classes that movement, holy hell. It would have been awful. Yeah, if they didn't get enough feedback uh, about that now, they would have been bombarded with it the first day all that oh, stuff yeah. comes out. It would have been insane. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, for milking cows as well. Also, for Hadoom grinding, man, like, you literally get screwed trying to take off the weapon because your character's still moving for, like, <laughs> a few extra seconds, and then it gives the mobs just enough time yeah. to catch up to you and hit you. I I don't think that's a movement problem. I think that's a Hadoom weapon problem because well, even on Zerker, I'll be standing completely still doing yeah. nothing, and it's still like won't a few let seconds. It no, happens but, to me too. But, but yeah. it still extends. It's worse. The time. Yeah, it's yeah, worse. It's, it, it's it extends the time. It's awful. I I like have to go back to where I parked my horse to swap weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. That's so, pretty bad. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um. 
So the other major change on Global Labs is the the Cafferstone thing. So they put a note on KR a week ago kind of talking about this and how they apologize for not addressing it sooner and all this stuff. But basically, um, here's their note. They say the drop of each hunting ground has been increased so that Cafferstones can be supplied more smoothly or rather easier than now. The number of hunting grounds where Cafferstones and ancient spirit powder are already dropped has been increased and... Uh, Kratuga, Achman, and Histria, which did not appear at all, have been added to the drop list. However, the amount that can be obtained is based on the Valley of Loon, which is currently set to the highest. Other areas have been adjusted so it doesn't reach this height, except the Tomb of Sleeping Thoughts, which is the, the crazy crypt place. Um, at the same time, in the case of daily quest rewards uh, that can be carried out in all hunting grounds, we've improved the supply uh, to be a little bit easier by increasing the previously insignificant, insignificant number. If you hunt hard, even at the beginning of Valencia, the growth section, you can get five to, ca five to 10 Kaffir stones based on one hour of grinding. In addition, in this hunting ground adjustment, we did not include Elvia area uh, because we're considering additional use of elemental weapons that are currently only available in the Elvia area. If they need to add it later, they will. Um, so as far as like the grind spots, they went through, so first of all, actually, let's just talk about the, the daily rewards. So some of the daily rewards at like, um, for example, the like Gahas, like if you went and did the daily at Gahas, you got like one Kaffir stone N or not even like a dust or two dust. And now it's going to give you like multiple, um, for the example of like, um, uh, Turos. The Turos grinding spot. Oh, let me find it on the list here. Uh, at the Turos grinding spot, when you where, where is Turos? here it is. At the Turos grinding spot before, you would get eight total Kaffir stones, including like the dust. If you combine the dust, count five dust as one Kaffir stone. You would get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight total Kaffir stones for finishing the the four dailies. Or sorry, uh, seven, seven total Kaffir stones for finishing the dailies there. And now you're gonna get like sixteen. Um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. So you're going to get 16, uh, instead of seven, which is a pretty big jump. Um, at Secrea, you're going to be getting 10, I believe, instead of, I think it gives like three. It's like nothing. Let's see. Right now it gives, uh, two, it gives two Kaffir stones and two ancient spirit powder currently. Yikes. And in the future patch, it's just going to give enough dust worth of equal to 10 Kaffir stones. Um, they're also changing the daily at RBF. It's going to be 100 Ancient Spirit Powder for winning an RBF every day instead of 50, which is going to be pretty nice. Um, and then, yeah, they said they're increasing the amount everywhere. And it's like kind of a, it's kind of a big amount that they changed it. So recently that guy, Jang, who all, he, he likes to test stuff on Global Apps, put up a video of him grinding uh some of the areas after the change and it's pretty significant so he goes to stars end first which right now stars end drops like on average maybe five kaffir stones worth of dust depending on your rng you could maybe get one more maybe one less just just depends on your rng so he went and did 15 minutes at all these spots just to see how many kaffir stones he got um his stars N one was after 15 minutes, he got three raw Kaffir stones, which don't even currently drop right now at all. Um, and six dust. So essentially four Kaffir stones, which would equal after an hour, he would basically get, um, 
Whatever. He, he, 20, he said 24 dust after an hour and, and 12 raw kafir stones. Which is actually nuts. Yeah, it's pretty nutty. And an hour is actually like crazy. Um, that's so much more <laughs> at Star's End. Uh, he didn't do Sacrea, but he did do uh, Thornwood. Um, Thornwood really, unless you're getting the event a lot, unless you get RNG carried on the event, Thornwood doesn't really give you that many Kafir stones. The daily gives a decent amount, but that's, but the actual just raw grinding in the spot doesn't give you, um, that many. Um, let me see what, what his numbers were here. So here he got two Kafir stones in his 15 minutes and five dust. So it'd be eight raw Kafirs and four made from dust after an hour. The one that kind of blew my mind is Histria because right now Histria and Achman and Kratuga don't drop Kaffir stones at all. Prior to us getting the Kaffir stone update a few years ago when we first got them added to our server, um, they actually did drop in Histria and Achman, but it was like three per hour. They would only get like a little bit, kind of like most of the other Valencia spots. Um, and then they nerfed it and removed it. He gets in this 15 minutes, <laughs> He gets zero dust, which is kind of weird, but he gets five raw Kaffir stones in 15 minutes. So over the course of an hour wow. at history, it would be 20 Kaffir stones. Now, again, this could vary. He might have gotten RNG carried. 15 minutes isn't like definitive, but I could tell you right now, you're not, there's never been 15 minutes at Star's End many. where you get three Kaffir stones worth of dust, like in just 15 minutes. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so you'd be lucky if you got 50 spirit dust an hour yeah and his 15 minutes at history obviously he doesn't really grind history um <laughs> obviously someone said don't show me those clips with the damage numbers please because on global apps have the damage numbers um he he's not even like efficient here he he got like in his 15 minutes he got 1100 trash loot at history and you can get more a lot more than that like people pull like 5.5 6k in an hour um, yeah so he was only getting about 4.4 maybe 4.5 in how fast he was grinding it so yeah you're going to be getting a lot more kaffir stones um basically at every grind spot i'm assuming turos is going to be nuts because it already gives like 25 an hour i am assuming manchums is probably going to be pretty nuts because it also gives like i don't know 10 to 15 if you're super rng carried and a musa maybe up to 20 so I don't know, Kaffir stones are going to be a lot easier to get. Um, and Nayash, you wanted to talk about this because the market implications, which I also think is super interesting, or at least the way like players are going to be able to catch up. So yeah. what are your thoughts on like how this affects um, the game in general, both for veterans and new players? I, I Honestly, I think this is going to be a very good change for a lot of newer players trying to get caught up in gear score and whatnot but even for veterans that have just like the long haul of endless kaffirs that need to be grinded out um you know i'm just getting into that grind myself you know trying to see now my armors and i'm already looking at this like oh that's billions saved um just because like the the market is going to you know, ultimately crash on Kaffirs, like it's no longer going to be around 2.7, 2.8 that it's been averaging. Like, hell, even today I noticed it drops. It's 2.4 um, mil uh, Kaffir, which not really sure why it dropped already, but probably because people see this and they are selling other Kaffirs at a high value and um, basically trying to 
reap some profit off that exchange and buy them when they get low again uh, from when this change is implemented. But yeah, it's it's going to have a lot of positive effects for newer players and veterans trying to gear up. Um, it will have some negative aspects to life skillers. Um, there's a lot of different you know, discussions on how much that's going to impact life skillers. Some are saying specifically woodchoppers, I believe, loggers. Um, some say that uh, it won't really affect other types of life skilling, but, um, you know, there's some contradictory um, feedback from other players on that too. Some are saying it'll like roughly 15, 20% of a life skiller's, uh, you know, economy is coming from Kaffir, so that's going to actually hurt them a decent amount over time. But um, yeah, it's it's an exciting change. Like I think overall, it's good for the game. Um, you know, for people wanting to get caught up to what the current soft cap is and whatnot. It'll also eventually increase the soft cap, I think, as well. Um, right now, I think you can say realistically, um, six seventy, six sixty, six seventy is probably large scale soft cap, right? Wouldn't you say, Frosty? Most uh, skills are recruiting around that kind of thing. Yeah, mo most at, at like T two high end or siege. Yeah, most people are recruiting like at, at minimum like six fifty plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, six six sixty six seventy is kind of maybe a little bit on the higher end then, but um, pretty much around the soft cap. So that's definitely going to go up as well as more and more people have access to the Kaffers. <laughs> Dude, actually, everyone in chat is literally just typing Kaffers with a K. This is really why you wanted me to talk about the topic, <laughs> like, isn't it? <laughs> someone said, I want to eat Kaffers. People are saying Kaffers Pog. Someone says, got to like get those Kaffers with a K. Oh, I like how God. you say everyone in chat when you've typed it now three times in our in our group <laughs> oh, chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. As Nayashi's yeah, talking. I see it now, yeah. Oh, dude. Any Kaffers in chat? <laughs> dude well all right here here are some of the things that i i was thinking about so in their note they mentioned uh a, a little bit later on in the note they mentioned that you've literally been waiting for this kind of patch to come out i know it you've been waiting for this <laughs> oh no hold on jack jack's just sent this this is good um in in their in their note they mentioned that they tried to adjust it but the problem is uh that they said that they thought this is funny to think about but they thought that the fallen god armor would help with the situation but when fallen god came out it only increased the demand for kafras not decreased um so now they're finally addressing it or whatever but here's the thing that i think is really interesting about it is one it, it kind of does affect a lot of things so life skilling i think it's unfortunate for life skillers because while for some of the gathering it doesn't affect it as much like butchering you don't you just don't get as many kaffir stones or dust butchering like you do for tree, tree chopping but it definitely negatively affects tree chopping because the value of kaffir stones is going to drop but for everything else it's like yeah but your life skill profits compared to grinding are already lower and now they're just going to be lower still because we're not getting kaffir stones but swapping out like trash loot or rare drops or or anything else like they're just adding it so grinding is just going to be better even with the negative uh 
even with the price dropping, um, I think that the Kaffir stones are still going to be like add extra value to grind spots. Um, so there's that. So, I mean, I, that's just a little side note. I hope that they eventually do something with life skilling to make it more enticing, uh, just kind of across the board. Mastery was like a good first step, but then it feels like they didn't really go anywhere after that. Um, but the thing Ashira that Shira points out, uh, cheering for masses was removed, but cheering for hearts and sharps is still in the game. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Which is weird because on KR they removed it for digging and water gathering, but nothing else. But they should probably just remove cheering for hearts and sharps in general because it's you know it's it's nerfing life skills. It's it's kind of it's more or less uh, a common item at this point. Like it shouldn't be terrible. Yeah. It's just like mass. Um, but. I don't know. It, it's, yeah, it, it's like, okay, so at the high end, um, you're going to be able to get C20 basically for everyone a lot easier, which also, unfortunately, Reslar doesn't bode well for your Blackstar choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the drops are enabled, by the way, for all regions associated with uh, Pearl Abyss. Um, so, yeah, it's gonna. It doesn't bode well for your black star thing. It's gonna be a lot easier to get C twenty. But I also think for newer players playing the game, it's gonna make it easier for them to gear up um, down the road. At first, it'll only be easier because now everywhere they grind, they're gonna get Kaffir stones, which Kaffir stones at the low end like really help, especially in that one patch that made it cheaper to go up to C four. Um, yeah, because it, it basically costs nothing to get C four and then take it out and use them for other stuff later when you get pen items on on tets like getting c4 on tets is is free um but it's gonna be easier for them to get kaffir stones save up kaffir stones but also like when they do finally get pen items like you can eke out a lot of stats without having pen accessories with kaffir stones like if you're full tet if you have like full tet accessories and um pen armors and pen weapons like you can just kaffir's the hell out of your stuff and get really 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 high gear um yeah. yeah yeah i mean your gear score is going to get super inflated by uh kaffir stones so yeah so it's it's uh i don't know it's crazy um a positive thing overall for the health of the game like they're introducing more and more content that's going to be requiring higher gear score like didn't they say one of the new Hadoom regions, or was it a, just a new re, a new thing in general that was going to be like 290 AP requirement? That was Hadoom. Was it Hadoom? Okay, so yeah, the, one of the new Hadoom uh, spots is going to be like 290 AP. Like, you're obviously going to need a shitload of DP for that zone. Um, so it's it's good that they're doing this change, anyways. Yeah, but, um, but I, I think honestly it's going to make catching up a lot easier down the road. Everyone's going to be C20. People are already working towards it, and it takes forever to get there. I, I think six months from now, maybe a year from now, when a newer player comes into the game, when they do finally get their pen armors, I think the road to C20 is going to be way easier. I also think like the price, I mean, one of the main questions is like, well, what is the price of Kaffir's going to be? Um, 
once you have like once this is in the game is it going to tank to like 1.5 mil but i i honestly think i it's, don't think so i think it'll stabilize around two yeah it's it's going to be dictated by the price of pen armors on your particular server if eventually kaffir stones drop low enough to, that it's cheaper to break through from tet to pen with kaffir stones then either the pen armors are going to drop in price or the kaffir stones are going to stabilize because that's people are going to buy those instead of trying to enhance or trying to buy the actual armor with raw silver. How much right now does it cost to do a breakthrough with Kaffir? Well, it most armors are somewhere around like 5500. I'm just giving a rough estimate, but like 50 or no, sorry, not 5500. I think it's like 9. Let me let me pull up video code. I just looked I was going to say 5500 is not no, I think much it's like at 9. All. I think it's like 9000. It's like 9500 uh somewhere around there to like break through an armor um from tet to pen. You know, I'll just do like a helmet as an example. Um, so if I have a Gaeth helmet at uh, Tet, oh my god, every website is just really slow today. Um, if I have a yeah, Gaeth at Tet to get it to C20 costs 9,729 Kaffir stones. So, I mean, if you multiply that by three, right, it's, it's gonna cost you like 30 bill to break through. But if Kaffir stones drop to two mil. You multiply it by two, then you're looking only at like 19 bill to break through. If it drops down to like 1.7 or 1.6, then you're looking at like 14, 15 bill, which in some it's, cases that's, that's competitive. Yeah. So I think it won't go below what it costs to actually buy a pen armor. I think that that's how it's going to be dictated. Honestly. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, if it did, yeah, people would just. People would just mass order up Kaffirs. <laughs> Panda said you can use your sponsors Garmont.com to find out the total using the Kaffirs calculator. <laughs> True. <laughs> mm. So I don't know. I think it's kind of a, a good thing, to be honest. Like they said that they're looking for other ways, like with the Zarka weekly thing and the journals and just normal like gear enhancements and stuff that they're tr always trying to find other ways to upgrade your stuff without kaffir stones i almost feel like at this point they regret putting kaffir stones into the game but i, I, well, I mean i think for the players, dead god's not going to use it so like what's going to happen once they release all the dead god pieces like the kaffir market is just going to literally not make sense anymore right maybe like what well, I, I mean i don't know i it depends what the requirement is right because I, when fallen god came out on the chest like the demand like kaffir's became sold out it was like the opposite effect happened well yeah because everyone needed to hit c10 on their chest piece in order to get one mm -hmm. right which you'll probably so need on your own initially well. initially you will more than likely need to get your other pieces to c10 right but once the game's out long enough with those dead god pieces the kaffir market will like not be it as focused on in theory, yeah. But, I mean, right now we have just the chest, and it's been a year, and, like, the Kaffir's yeah. market actually was going up until they gave us a bunch of free Kaffir stones and made this announcement, and then they tanked. Like, it was trending, so it, like, tanked or whatever. Every time they do an event, like, and give away a bunch of Kaffir stones, it goes down, and then it's, like, slowly going up, and people were, like, getting worse. I mean, literally just two weeks ago, people were like, dude, what is happening in the Kaffir's market? It's, like, 3 mil in NA, and there's only, like, 5,000 left. And then... Hideout ball happened and now it's like 
there's a shitload. And then this announcement that Caffers are going to drop and people are like, I better sell them. <laughs> there's a lot of people in this Caffers list right now that are like, I better sell these because they're not going to be worth anything in the future. So if I'm going to sell them, I better sell them now. Yeah. Um, but I do think like, I don't know. I wouldn't underestimate the amount of new players that probably don't have a C10, Griffin, or Gaeth, and the amount of evasion players that are probably going to want a Fallen God Helmet that are instead going to have to Caffers up a Gaeth or a Griffin. And on top of that, Fallen God, every enhancement attempt requires 10 Caffer stones as well. On yeah. Pride, Duo, and Try, and some people go all the way to Tet. So... I don't know, like, I think when it comes out, I mean, I think Kaffir Stones will always be in demand. But for me personally, even though I do think Pearl Abyss maybe regrets Kaffir Stones, I think it's a real, I still think it's a cool way to gear up because of the fact well, that... Well, it, it is a way to show constant progression. Yeah, it, it's like the only thing that gives you a break from RNG in this game is like, I can literally just start leveling up my shit without risking it downgrading or me losing a bunch of money and not getting anything. Um, and there's kind of like a lot of, because it progresses so high there's a lot of levels like a pen dandy can literally give you I mean it gives you 10 AP at C20 yeah like that's so and 12 accuracy it's so much extra stats Um, the other thing too is like I was thinking about this with pen blackstar it's going to be hard to justify buying or even enhancing a pen blackstar if you're going to be able to C20 a dandy for only like 50 bill like if it's like half the price of a pen black star i don't know how you justify Wait, buying a how pen would black it be star. only 50 bill like how many well, caps so, total so right now a zarka costs about 70 bill including the cost of the zarka to caffers it up to c20 so really? if they drop down to like 1.9 or Whatever. I mean, just depends here. Let me let me find out, get the exact number on, on like a Zark. I'll just use Zark as an example. Dandy does require more Kaffir stones. And it, it, um, make sure to use our sponsor, Grandma.com. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna not use the sponsor this time. I'm just wow. I'm gonna go with BDO Codex. <laughs> All right. So right now, a Pen Zarka costs what? Twelve bill to buy, and then it requires, um. 29,400 Kaffir stones. Let's say you buy, you get all of those for 2.7 bill, probably even less because a lot of them you're just grinding yourself, right? Like a, a lot. Over the course of you putting in C20, you're probably grinding a lot yourself. Um, yeah. Let's see. Do, 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 do. I'm slow at math. Yeah, so it's it, it would be like 91 bill if it's 2.7 mil for the cost of the Zarka plus all 30,000 Kaffir stones. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. You said yeah. 70. I was like, what? But, I mean, maybe in the future, yes. Yeah, but when it drops down to 2 mil, it's like, I mean, you're already, the other thing too is like you're already like Kaffir. I mean, everyone has a Zarka that's like already C5 or C7 or C9. Yeah. Like just yeah. starting point because that's where you kind of get just to PvP long before you're thinking about a Pen Black Star. Yeah. So it's like to go from there to the next spot, it's like really not that expensive. And if it drops down to two mil each, I mean, you're looking at, yeah, the whole thing would literally be like 70 bill. If it drops below two mil each, it's going to be even cheaper, like ridiculously cheaper. So I don't know. I think it makes it a lot more difficult to justify a pen black star. I guess with the awakening, it's not as much because awakening does require a lot more. 
um kaffir stones Let's see if that one requires twenty nine thousand four hundred what is awakening do, 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 do. let's see try not to do math when i'm streaming or when i'm <laughs> doing the podcast yeah it requires thirty three thousand seven hundred yeah, that's a lot more. But the thing is, is you're going to be getting, like, you're not paying for all of them. Like, you get a bunch as reward. Like, over the last, like, all right, so I don't buy Kaffir stones um, at all. And I just, like, put a bunch of Kaffir stones into my armors and started at zero again. I got C20 the day after I got Pen Black Star, which was now, what, three weeks ago? And, yeah, you and recycled the ones from your original right. weapon and so i had i ended up with z like zero kaffir stones and like i haven't done anything to get kaffir stones like i'm not buying kaffir stones and i already have almost a thousand actually i have more than a thousand i have i'm like like 1.5k kaffir stones after three weeks of not buying a single kaffir stone like just from random events black spirit board game um the daily at rbf from now grinding is going to be even easier so you're you're it's going to be cheaper than that because you're not really buying them you're not really going to be spending as much money so i i don't know i think it's actually going to be tough to justify paying 100 bill for at least for the main hand on a black star if it's fairly cheap to just capris up your main hand and get the full c20 the only other argument is just the pve damage yeah the pve is which, you know, it is good. I just, I thought it was going to make Kuno feel like Striker, but it didn't. <laughs> no. Just too bad. Sorry. It's just too bad. Like, um, maybe a 261 AP Striker. I think you're pretty close. Rez, how do you feel about the Kaffir Stones? I mean, in general, just as a thing to use for upgrading. Are you, do you like Kaffir Stones in this game, or do you not like it? I mean, he has Black Star um... Armor. I guess that kind of answers all right. I don't know. I think they're a good thing. Um, I don't. I'm not really a huge fan of like the RNG enhancement thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. At the very least, there should always be like I'm a hard believer in like everything should have a mercy mechanic because sometimes, and I'm not saying me because I legitimately like I don't know if there's a lot of like I've heard horror stories from people that have gotten fucked a lot worse than I ever have in this game in terms of like RNG. Yeah. Um. So I'm not even like really speaking for myself here. I'm just saying like people get fucked by RNG sometimes. So like there should always be a mercy mechanic, which is why I'm annoyed like a motherfucker that there's no mercy mechanic for like treasure pieces that they said specifically that they will never add in mercy mechanics for like treasure pieces. Like that's just I don't know. I really don't like that. That's such like core shit to me. But um. So yeah. I, I, I like Kafris that it's like linear upgrades, you know? It's like, okay, I need 3,000, you know, Kafris or whatever to get to like this certain point that I want to get to. And then you can slowly like see that number building up and it's, it's satisfying through and through, right? It's satisfying to watch the number go up. It's satisfying to finally get the number that you need and it's satisfying to finally see the rewards of all the time you spent. What's not satisfying is like working, spending all this time, money, effort, energy, whatever, and then nothing happens you know it's just awful yeah so i'm a fan of kafiris um in terms of like what it means for like the health of the game because i know a lot of people look at it from like that point of view uh 
I don't know. Like, I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, eh, I don't know. Did Does Kafras really, like, ruin the health of, like, in-game, like, that much more than just, like, whatever? I don't think it's, I don't think it's really that. It's not that the Kafras, you know, the current situation with Kafras is, like, ruining the state of the game. But, like, regions like KR, for example, this is a huge quality of life change for them because they, like, had a struggle with getting these items. And then, apparently my cat's destroying something. Um... And then you also have the fact that like it is a <laughs> yes. long grind. Now she has a pet monkey with symbols, dude. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's so sick. A pet she... monkey with symbols. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> what was my train of thought? Um, no, no but I'm just saying, that... like, because I I know a lot of people when Kafris first came out, like a lot of people complained about how Kafris was just going to further allow like the top geared people to get away from everyone else and that it was like bad for the health of the game and yada 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 and i don't know if like those people still believe in that because i feel like i haven't really heard that argument in a good while because now like everyone has kafras in their shit right yeah. like if you're pvping you probably have kafras somewhere in your gear so i don't know eh, whatever i'm, yeah, I'm... I, I think i think it just it evens the playing field more so for those kinds of players that had that kind of grievance originally. Like, yeah, it's just going to be easier for them to get caught up, you know, for you personally, relatively res. Like, do you like, like just thinking selfishly, like not for anyone else. Like, do you like that the Kafir's drop rate is going up? Do you feel like it's going to benefit you? Um, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I don't really think about these things, man. I just play the game. <laughs> I still need Kafras for my offhands because you, you, there's no Black Star offhand, so it's not like I don't need Kafras. I just need a lot less than everyone else. Um, but I mean, on the flip side of that, like the price is gonna go down, and like I have sold Kafras before. I, it's not something I do regularly, but if it's like there's something on the market that I really want, and I'm like a hundred mil short. It's like, yeah, I'll just sell like a little bit of Kafras just to get that quick hundred mil. Um, so like the fact that that price is going down kind of sucks. But I mean, I don't know. I don't sell Kafras on the regular. I don't think anyone sells Kafras on the regular. Like even people like me that are full Black Star, I don't think anyone sells Kafras like regularly. So I don't know. I I think it's a positive thing overall. But yeah, I don't know. Someone said that nah, Ashley's cat is calling the butler to give him food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably not wrong. Oh He's always hungry. Yeah, fucking cats. Yeah, I don't know for me. Well, selfishly, if I just think about for me personally, I'm I am 40 bill away from getting a, a pen accessory. And then after that, I'm literally only going to be getting Kafir stones for a good while. So for me, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so freaking nice. Yeah. It's going to be so nice because, well, one, I also don't really, I don't love buying Kaffir stones for a very long time. Like there's something weird, like psychologically with me that it feels bad when your silver is always at zero when you grind every day. And that's kind of what the Kaffir's grind does. But, um... But I do like doing that occasionally, you know, like having breaks of like saving up a lot of money for a pen accessory in between that doing some coffers yeah. is a nice like little change where you feels like you get upgrades a little bit easier. 
Um, but I love, I like love that I'm now I'm going to be able to grind. Like I was thinking about this and maybe it won't actually be that efficient, but I'm one of these people that I change grind spots constantly. Right. Like I I'll go grind stars in for an hour, maybe two, and then I'll go do Sacrea and then I'll go do one hour at orcs and then I'll go do one hour at bloody. Like I like to change it up so I don't just burn myself out on a grind spot. I love that. Now, every time I go to one of those spots every day, I'm going to get like a decent amount of Kaffir stones from the daily. Like it's actually going to be a significant amount. Like if I go do yeah. the daily at Turos and then I go do the daily at Star's End and I go do the daily at Sakrea, like those three hours are going to get me like a hundred to 120 just raw Kaffir stones, which is actually super cool. Yeah. You'll always feel like you're making some sort of progression by swapping. Yeah. You don't have to worry so much about the efficiency issue. Even if I do blow up, all of the tongue guard rings I get from Sakraya because the <laughs> yeah. game doesn't want to give me duo for some reason, you know? Well, I mean, I was discussing with Amritid on that, and we think your problem is you were doing duo attempts. Oh, does he... So, Wait, what do you mean? You should just buy tries, tap for tap for well, 10, okay. and then you go for the pen. Amritid, literally all of his pen accessories he's made recently are starting from base. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I have to correct you. It's Amritap. Amortap, sorry. Yes, uh, he he no longer goes by Amortap anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Also, here, Rez, this is a side question. If you had a close friend, and your close friend <laughs> that plays BDO was four for twelve on pen accessories, would you be happy for him? Or at, by the time the fourth one goes, you're like no longer happy for him. Four for twelve. Four for twelve on pen this accessories is, on one sixty stacks. All of them are like literally not a joke. There's not a joke. I mean, so the on a one like sixty really stack, fucking good rate. Yeah, it it four for twelve is there's an eight percent chance on each one. Amritat sent me a screen. Hold on, I'm gonna send you the odds. I'm gonna send you the oh he. Do you have the odds, Amritat? <laughs> oh yeah, here here it is. 165 stack. This is proof. This is Amritat going for pen on his eye. Look at this, dude. Um, yeah, so he's four. It's an 8.75 chance. Wait, Amritat, was it the DM you sent me the odds? Oh, let me see if I can find Oh, yeah, here it is. He sent me the odds. So the odds of going four for 12 on that stack with those chances. Oh, no, he's, he's four for 14. Uh, the cumulative probability is. 0.01719% chance. No. See, you're wrong. The chance is, you know, one and two, you know? Like, yeah. he either hits it or he, <laughs> he doesn't. He either hits it or he doesn't, dude. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, dude. And I, yeah, can't, I, mean, I those, can't even get duo. Those rates are, like, crazy insane. So it's like, yeah. That's still not as much of a cumulative chance as when I failed 32 try to Vala necklaces in a row last season, though. So, yeah, that sounds rough, dude. Because that was <clears throat> I worked that out and it was point zero 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 one percent chance of happening. I had um, poor Hunter. This is the thing too that sucks is Hunter and Amrita have been like both going for pen accessories around the same time. Um, Hunter maybe has started a little bit earlier. So Amritat is 4 for 14, and Hunter is 0 for 24. Fucking hell. So if you're Hunter, how happy are you with Amritat's success, huh? Yeah, yeah let's go. Jesus Christ. And that 
my my guilty flex says that he's one for 38 on pin accessories on a 250 stack yikes yeah that's the other thing too is is he says you're overstacking that's the other thing that's too is uh, rage is on an actual proper stack but that's <laughs> that's why i like kaffir stones everybody you know when when you hit that enhancement button and it has a hundred percent success rate no matter your <laughs> it enhancement feels so level, good <laughs> oh it's so nice dude it's yeah. so nice I can relate to that. I definitely am not a fan of enhancing. That's why, partly why it's taken me so long to get these gains. The other part is I'm lazy as fuck when it comes to grinding. So, you also got pretty RNG carried on your Griffin Helm recently. I did, admittedly. Did. And, um, and you can thank well, me for that, for pushing you to push yeah, that stack up. You did. You that could have been a did. nightmare. 154 sag took me 12 attempts with croning. It was pretty good. Not bad. Definitely only cost me, I think. If I remember correctly, like seven bill versus what are Griffins at right now? Like nineteen bill. Yeah. So uh, well, no, no, I think they're a lot less now. Well, maybe now, but yeah, when I was looking, 10. they were nineteen, I think. Yeah, let me see. Uh, they're like eighteen. The recent price yeah, for they dropped a little seventeen, bit. but they're like eighteen point three sitting on buy. Yeah, they dropped a little bit. They were at nineteen when I was looking to buy it, though. So yeah, it saved me over 10 bill yeah i got lucky admittedly it's a nice feeling though right are you going yeah, for have... uh what what kaffir's level is it so far for my helmet yeah uh it's on c7 i'm going for c8 i'm basically i'm trying to make three bill in about four days time period which is very doable and just um so i'm trying to get to c9 by end of week this week that's my goal and that's just on this piece of armor obviously i still get two other pieces so i'm hoping like maybe a month i'm thinking end of july i might be able to pull off getting the other two armor pieces the c9 so by end of july be full c9 armor with duo dead god That'll be a pretty good spot for me. I'll be over 660 gear score at that point. So then I'll go back to AP. Caffers um, yeah, are nice in terms of like getting caught up. I'm, now that I got all my pen gear sorted out, it's the Caffers are just like helping me catch up really relatively quickly. Yeah. I like Caffer Stones, dude. Um, you could argue though that Cavers kind of made the the gear gap a problem in the first place, though, by allowing everyone to inflate their gear scores. Well, but, yeah. yeah, yes, you. I mean, to an extent, yeah, that's that's true. But I feel like part of that is because they made it so difficult to get Caffer stones for so long. Yeah, but now it's a little, definitely a lot easier comparatively to how it was before when they first introduced them. Dude, I can't. I actually can't wait for that. I hope we get it. I hope KR gets it next week, and we get it the following week. I don't see why we wouldn't. It's not like a massive change as far as like functionality of the game, you know? Yeah. Um. By the way, how how long? When are you guys expecting Corsair Awakening? They said four to five weeks. I think with the Sage, they said f approximately four weeks, and it ended up taking five. Yeah, I I mean, I would expect a month, honestly. Yeah, at least. 
What about Rebombs? You should get those in a couple of weeks. Yeah, didn't they do the like two weeks after Sage or no, one week? It two was weeks? something like that. I think it was two weeks. I think it was two, maybe three. But they got the Rebombs fairly early on after the Sage came out. They didn't wait. Yeah. I could see Rebombs in two weeks awakening in a month. I think that's kind of what they're aiming for. Probably they waited forever on Nova. Remember, because it came, the Rebombs came out after yeah. awakening. Yeah, the Rebombs took a little long on Nova, which was a big complaint from Nova community. Yeah, what few of them there are. No, Novas are. No, I don't know. Novas are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Novas right now. right now are like in higher end Node Wars. Novas are fucking everywhere. That, that really? I feel like Dude. I feel like Stage Awakening still needs a little bit of tweaks, at least in the one v one department. I only but ever see like one or two Nova? in War, honestly. Awaken Nova needs, a, needs to be no, on the dude. chopping block at, next. At high-end gear, dude, their movement and kill speed is so insane right now. They're, they're like borderline yeah. meta. They're not like meta-defining in like a wizard sense, but like if you, ever hate, if you ever hated ninjas because of the way they just come out of nowhere and kill you, you absolutely Nova's hate Novas worst. right now. And, yeah, it it's just a different from... environment on T1s, right? Like on T1s, they can't just like obliterate you and leave like they could in like regular gear. In large scale, they can come from a fucking mile away and then all of a sudden you're dead. You're just like, what the fuck? Well, until everybody's HP is capped at 2,500 and then they can pretty much just kill you in like three skills and then get out. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think that I think that kit needs to be on the chopping block next a little bit. It needs to d d tone down. I think Excel Excel is just way too powerful, and then on top of that, it's it's just its burst is insane in general. Yeah, that class is just kind of weird. I I almost feel like it needs like a light rework in both Succession and Awakening. Honestly, man. Like um, it doesn't need to like overhaul it or anything. I'm not expecting just, too many nerfs on classes anymore now that they announced that re that reboot, though. To be honest, yeah, I I'm not really expecting like if there's a class like if Corsair's Awakening ends up being fucking absolutely busted, I don't expect very many changes to bring it in line until after the reboot. I do if people are complaining about it. They're not, I mean, just like they did with Sage, they're not going to sit there and leave a class that busted if people are complaining. I don't think that many people are complaining about Awakening Sage, even though it is really, really strong. Yeah, it could be specific to my matchup. My matchup, it's just completely and utterly oppressive. No, in 1v1, it's nuts in a lot of matchups. It's not just your matchup. It's it's cracked in a lot of matchups. Um, it's like I know it's, it's large scale has been toned down though, right? Overall. Well, it's large scale is still really, 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 really good. Like one of the best. It's just that I feel like there's not as many awakened sages, at least in like the tier two, like siege level large scale. Yeah. So people aren't complaining about it as much. And in like group fights, like you can still, if you're playing with your group, it's still like you can deal with them. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're they're really fucking strong, like crazy strong. Like that nerf borderline did nothing. I, in but it's just weird seeing like the ones that were playing Awakening, they swapped off to Succession or went back to a different class. Like why? Well, some people like they made it a little bit more challenging to actually execute what it has to do, and people don't like that, dude. They don't like when they have to think even a little bit. It's rough. Fucking meta rerollers, man. 
Meta slaves, man. It'd be like that. Um, mm. I mean, there's still a lot. I mean, there's still a decent amount of Awakened Sages. Oh, I got a non-loot scroll disto right now. Wow. I don't know, in Congrats. our node wars, like, I'm trying to think, like, there's there's usually, like, two to four sages in every guild we fight that are awakening, and then maybe one or two that are sucked. Is it's it really Probably that? somewhere around there. Yeah, it's somewhere I, around I there. I feel like I never really see the, the uh, sages, the awakened sages. You're probably dying before they get to you. That's probably true, actually. Or you have skill effects off, so the lightning is killing you and you don't even see it. That, that's probably what's actually happening. <laughs> On T1s, it's probably like one like one in every guild that we fight. Yeah. I have skill effects on. I just I actually do need to turn that off during large scale. Might help FPS a little bit. I leave them on. I turn off the far away ones, but I leave the skill effects on. I can't stand playing. Yeah, I have the far away ones off. I have the far away ones off. Oh, yeah. This isn't related to the topics for the podcast, but what what's your thoughts on? I kind of like briefly talked to you about what your choices were for the upgrades on the rings and belts, but um, so I'm looking at it, and you know, multi had that you know that particular discussion the other day. Um, I think probably a couple weeks ago at this point, but. Um, basically saying how the crit damage effectively is not very useful because um, it's just such a minor increase in damage versus what the HP can give you for tankiness and also block potential. Um, and then there's also the belt upgrade question, mm -hmm. you know, with the D DR being 10 versus the AP being 5. Obviously, AP is not affected by special evasion, so it's far more useful than, say, the crit damage. Mm -hmm. um, do you still feel the DR on the belt is far more useful than the AP? Uh, the belt, I think you can go either way. That On the rings, I think the HP is a little bit better, although I don't think the crit is that bad. Like, any... Your min, these are min max upgrades. Like you're literally like, I don't know. They're min max upgrades. If you are an assassin class and all you want is kill speed, then you probably still want to go crit. If you're a class that has to trade, which maybe Maywa is a little bit more in like the trading category than just showing up and killing someone before they know you're there, then maybe the HP is going to be more valuable. But I, I think like on a ninja and a kuno, personally, I prefer the crit. Although I'm actually eventually gonna get pen eye of the ruins and use the hp instead um but i don't think it's like i don't think it's that big a deal either one you go to be honest gotcha stopping my strats bro what the hell what that's what i'm doing is i'm getting hp upgrades for my eye of the ruins rings i got two tets already yeah i'm gonna well i mean i, I mean like the only reason why i'm asking is because like you know, obviously my gear score is low now, but you know, when I calf her up and get to like, you know, three sixty plus, is that DR on the belt even gonna be really impactful? And I don't feel like it will be. So in my case where I'm, you know, trying to dip in, deal my damage, get out kind of thing, maybe do a little bit of damage trading here and there because, you know, I'm doing my SA skills, I'll get chipped, obviously. But um you know, would the AP be more valuable to me is essentially what I'm looking at. 
even though it's only five comparatively to the 10 DR, the 10 DR doesn't feel like it's going to make a major difference. Whereas if the five AP helps me maybe get closer to a kill, I can get out sooner kind of thing. That's what I'm kind of like evaluating for these damn upgrades. Yeah. And also because I hate doing imps, even though it's really easy to get the tearfuls. <laughs> I fucking hate that place. So buggy. And do Fogans instead. But then it takes forever to get those tearfuls, right? Yeah, but you like it, dude. But it's you're having fun. No. I suppose. I haven't done Fogans yet, actually. I don't think the drop rate is that much different between Fogans and Imps. As someone who's grinded quite a bit of both. It's so much different, Rez. You're crazy. If you're doing Imps efficiently, you literally can get like 10 plus an hour, and Fogans is nowhere near that. It's like 3 to 5, maybe. What the fuck are we talking about again? Just the the blue shards. Oh, the blue shard. I thought you were talking about the fucking the necklace drops. No, oh, no, no. I was like, what the fuck? No, How are that, you getting no, 10 an hour? Yeah, no, no. The, no, the, I don't know what the drop rate is on those. I, I'm just talking about the blue shards themselves. Yeah, blue shards definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm like, do I really need to grind for the tearful knights? Or can but I, I think that's AP? just the case with like, because Castle Ruins is the same way. Like, I feel like I get way more red shards at Castle Ruins than I do at Orcs. Like, way more. You do, but Orcs, I don't mind grinding, and I don't usually have time for group content. So the Orcs money is also better anyways. So I got shitloads of the Furious Knights. I have 265 of them, so. Shit, dude, I'll trade you. Dude, I, I I need them. <laughs> I have one more request for the intern on Corsair. Um, <laughs> Shift Q, which is the leap skill. There's the two different skills where you can leap: Shift Q and Forward RMB. Shift Q gives you complete control over your character and where you want to go, and Forward RMB doesn't. Please make Forward RMB work the same way as Shift Q. Like if I want to land in the exact same place I started, I can turn my camera. If I want to go a little bit to the left, I can turn my camera. If I want to go to the right, I can turn my camera. Shift Q has like, you have full control over where you go. Forward RMB is like a, it does that thing where you slowly turn like a bus. And I don't understand why, because they're both skills where you jump up in the air and then land. So Weird. yeah, that's all I'm saying. Make, make a forward RMB control the exact same way as Shift Q, please. Be a huge quality of life fix so we can actually decide where we want to go with that skill in a lot more uh, precise way. That's all. Alrighty. I think we're uh we're good to wrap up, right? Yeah, dude, we just gotta do comments. Remember those? Yep. We have two <laughs> videos. Those. We have two videos of comments. Not a lot though. I don't think there was like hardly any comments on either video. Um That's probably weird. because we didn't read comments on the last one. Oh, so they feel neglected, so they're they're boycotting us. So they weren't yeah, I as mean, mad at us. Last time I checked, <laughs> last time I checked, there just wasn't a lot of comments on either one. Yeah, like the one thirteen has three, which that's understandable because everybody skipped that one <laughs> because that's boring compared to the Heidel Ball episode, uh, which has twenty two. So we have twenty five total. So it's really not a lot. Yeah. Um. All right. So just. For those who don't know, if you want, comment on the YouTube videos. We read it every week at the end of the podcast. Sorry again for us being delayed 
on the videos. Um, Rezlar's PC blew up for a long time. He's our video editor. Um, so that was, the, that's, that's how that happened. And then we just, our schedules didn't line up, so we couldn't even record like new ones. It was just yeah. weird. Hashtag fuck AMD. Um, so on the first video on episode 113, there's three comments. Uh, Kashira says, this still exists with a question mark. <laughs> uh, Stellar Mind Studio says yeet <laughs> and DC Skippy 01 says yay more, uh, more value pack. So there's that. And then the, oh no, wait, wrong, wrong button. 114. Yeah. 114 is the one that people actually kind of watched and commented on. So this one is, hold on sort this this one has 22 comments dude people had some stuff to say about the corsair and the heidel ball all right starting from the the oldest comment uh happy pofa says final fantasy 14 online looks dope yeah yeah i believe that was in reference to oftentimes whenever i upload the video youtube quote unquote auto detects what game it is and it for some reason like 50% of the time will say it's Final Fantasy yeah um Fedong Chai Sangsi says it's been a while yes it has Balance Breaker says god I love the intro lol uh Alex Iglesias says what if for Corsair's Awakening they combine the Thief Pirate idea and Water idea and make her a lone shark that took the homes of those in the Calpheon slums <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh-huh. I'm into it. Um, Adele Monette Rivera says, I really don't like grapple resist at all. They're slow animation and um fails a lot. And if they implement class changes, they will put grab resist to all <sighs> classes slash skills that has a long animation in which ninja slash kuno will have difficulty catching slow classes. Hey, question, pause. Uh Madaya questline, which which one is short, left or right? I need help. Oh shit. Um what's the easy Madaya questline? Anyone remember? Is it the left or the right? I don't know. Is there only That's two? I question. thought there were three. No, there's only two. What are they both called? Uh until we meet again and for Altanova. I'm seeing a lot of people saying left. I'm going left. One, two, three. Jack said left. He's trustworthy. He said right. <laughs> right is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> All right. Good to know. All right. Um, NXCBC says fix AOA mouse movement win. If ranked arena ladders are like the little arena in BA, but bigger than great. But if it has the broken mouse movement like AOA, so disappointing. Classes like Zerker and Lawn are really handicapped. I know you guys probably don't get why it's such a huge deal, but it makes the class I'm currently interested in in feel unplayable and AOA. I don't know why you'd think that we don't think it's a big deal. Rezlar has complained about mouse movement and how important it is a lot. And I also mentioned multiple times that AOA mouse movement doesn't work like during the casts and on this show. Um, additionally, what a weird clip at the end, to be honest. I've only been playing this game for a year, but for the past few months, it seems like this game is going in a good direction. Referring to Moreland's uh, clip. Yeah, and speaking of that, uh, for anyone who doesn't pay attention to like when things get uploaded in the BDO community, Morlin uploaded a video yesterday to his YouTube channel. Um, I actually have it pulled up right now, so I'll read you the title. It is, Why I'm Leaving BDO After 5 Plus Years, parentheses, long, brackets, black desert online, and a long video it is. It is 2 hours and 24 minutes. 
um, before we started the podcast, I was kind of watching it and just listening to his points and he brings up some viable points um, to wrap up kind of my thoughts on what I've listened to so far is essentially what we said last week, where I feel like he's focusing a lot on the past and, you know, even the present a little bit, but like I, like I said last week, I think the future for BDO I, we could potentially yeah. we could potentially be moving into a golden age of BDO, and that's not to say that there's not going to be problems and there's not going to be issues and that PA isn't going to do scummy shit because of course they are. But like at this point, if you're still playing BDO, all that shit's baked into the cake. And what I mean by golden age is like we could be moving into a, a point of BDO where it's as good as it's going to get, essentially, which is all you can hope for if you still play and enjoy this game. So. Um, yeah, which could I don't be an know. awful feeling depending on where yeah. we are with it because you could be like, wait, is it still going to get better or is it going to just progress you know, horribly downward from here on out? So if you're interested in hearing uh, Morlin, who for people who maybe don't know Morlin, we've had him on the podcast before. He's like one of the longest standing members of like the BDO content creator like community. He's been streaming forever. He's been making videos and guides forever. So um, he has a lot of knowledge and his opinion, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean more than anyone else's, but he's coming from a very interesting place. So if you're interested in hearing his thoughts on why he is leaving the game, uh, go check out that YouTube video and listen to what he has to say. I put that bitch on 1.5 speed to uh, make it go a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have to watch the video. I don't have I don't have too many opinions on his thoughts. I just kind of like skimmed through each of the sections. Um, I do have to agree. His his thing on the whole horse breeding thing that's like totally fucked. I didn't realize how ridiculous that is. Yeah, I mean, he brings up a lot of valid points, but again, it's like these are. I mean, I don't know. Not to beat a dead horse, but like these are all he's complaining about things that have happened in the past slash are currently happening, and it's like give them a chance like raise awareness like one thing at a time and you know see if they'll do something about it and if they won't do something about it then in all likelihood they'll say that they're not going to do anything about it like with the whole like no mercy for uh treasure items like that's something that i've been very outspoken about and i know a lot of other players have been like we've been saying like there should be a mercy mechanic for treasure items because this shit's dumb and they straight out like they straight up came out and said, no, we're not going to do that. We have no plans to do that. And we think that it goes against the idea of a treasure item. So if nothing else, you know, give them the time to at least say why they think that it's fine or, you know, whatever else I think, because it seems like they legitimately are trying to like make some changes in how they um, like handle things and react to the community and things of that nature. Yeah. So they're definitely I listening. I don't think they're, a blanket opposed to mercy items because they added them for the outfits. I think well, they they're said opposed to adding it to the existing old treasure items. items. Yeah, yeah. I think they're opposed yeah. to adding it to items that are already in the game. But that's the thing is that like that's what a lot of people wanted is they were like, hey, since there's mercy items for like the outfits, there should be mercy items for like the HP pots, and they were like, they basically said, uh, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. I so. mean, honestly, like. As important as they can be, they are a collector's item kind of thing. So, and I, yes, I know some I people put in with thousands, <laughs> thousands of hours. 
I mean, I, I, once you once you get to like the late late game, it pretty much is like necessary to have like infinite pots. I mean, I don't know. I um, I mean the yes. infinite pots. I 100% agree. The I'm talking about like the map and the um, map and the compass less so, but like the infinite pot is the thing that's insane to me because it's not just like oh look this is a thing that's like cool to have. It's like no, this changes the game for you. Yeah. Like, I don't know the fact that, I don't, that like the I don't I don't see that for like the map and the compass as much. But yeah, no, 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 one hundred percent. Why does it change the game? What do you mean? It changes everything. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, like, I I played the game all... for four years without it, and I I could just buy pots. But there's all sorts of like little situations that are now like of like huge benefit to having. And it's like not like once in a blue moon sort of thing, like with a compass, where it's like, oh hey, I can teleport my friend into Sacre or something. It's literally it's quality like, of life, though. It, it doesn't like give you an edge. It's literally like you can do the exact same things with the pots in the game. I mean, I would argue it is an edge, but I mean, uh, I don't how know. though? In what way? That's what I'm trying to find out. Maybe I can. I mean, understand you can better. literally not run out of pots. I don't know how that's not an edge. I, but you can. Like, you have storage maids. You have RBFs or infinite. So now you have to stop to go fill up on pots, and in the middle of a fight, like you're gonna have to escape, escape, v leave entirely to go get pots. No, like if, if you're in a fight, like are we talking like node war? Because you respawn at your base every time you die. Are you just saying, not ever dying? I'm saying in general, like at a grind spot at more like war, open world. Like if you're in that, the middle yeah. of a fight again, if I have to use regular pots and you don't, and we're one v oneing in mm -hmm. any context, okay. I can run out of pots, and that now fucks me in this fight, and you do not. In in one v one though. Are you talking in BA or open world? Because, I mean, you can literally just have pots on you. I mean, you can, like, you could buy pots at your tent. You could buy pots or bring them out of your market. You could bring them out of your storage. In the middle of a fight? Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, if you die once, like, there's no... Like, while there's, we're fighting. There's no consequence in this game for dying. So after you respawn, you just pull them out if you had zero. No, Frosty, I, I get called trash when I die all the time. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, it, it's still, what you're describing still is just quality of life. It's not like yeah, you, it, it is. you make more money per hour or like, oh, I can't participate in endgame PvP because I don't have the infinite I mean, pot. technically speaking, you do actually make more money per hour because you don't have to stop to go get pots, but... Oh, my God. I mean, if well, you plan your I would I would time, argue... Yeah, I would say if you plan accordingly, it's not really big deals about pods. It's more or less you have to spend less on pods. Listen, I'm not saying impactful. that infinite pods are required because I don't have them. So, like, yeah, it's not a requirement, but like the difference in like it is very what nice. you gain, very, very what nice. you gain for getting the infinite pods as opposed to the map, the compass, the outfits, it is insane how much of a benefit it is to have the infinite pot piece. All right, I, I mean, would. I, I gotta say, the gilly is far more. If your argument is trash per hour, the compass. That's not a, what, Nashi, what the fuck are you <laughs> saying? That is so out of left field. We are not talking you about a cash shop item. You said outfits though. The treasure outfits, you fucking dingus! Yeah. The oh, Wazeka outfit. There we go. And oh, the now we go to name calling. That's what happens when you disagree. You have to insult people. All right, let's just no, move on to the No, he's being a dingus, so I'm calling him a dingus. 
I mean, if you're going to make the argument about money per hour, then you have to also make it for compass. If you don't have someone in your guild with a compass, you're losing a lot of money per hour getting to grind spots. Way more than pulling out pots and buying them once an hour. Way, way I more. Mean, and what if but you can't even get the fragments it, it to get into takes, underwater Sakura? Yeah, plus you have to pay 30 mil for fragments. Or if you're looking for History of Aachman, you have to spend sometimes 30 minutes to an okay, hour. Okay, so yeah, I agree. So add mercy mechanics for all these things because they're all they're all necessary. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like i don't understand I think we've like, established the dingus here so i'm I, just saying I don't, it's not as big a deal as you're making it they are super valuable i'm just saying that this is some i already have my pot piece propaganda that's all i'm saying this is this is some i got mine and now you have to get yours type of propaganda that's all i'm saying i understand it i trust me I'm like i don't have my pot piece or map or anything too so i would really like for it to be easier too i just i don't see them as essentials though that's, i that's i have experienced they're, both again worlds. they're like, not acquired i, I love like, this they're not required implication that i have no idea what it's like to have to use pots as if i was like my account just spawned with the infinite pot pieces that's <laughs> i just i never lived life without the infinite pots so i only know what it's like to have infinite pots is actually well, I'm not saying how, that, how easy you got listen, it you i'm saying i'm didn't. saying i'm saying <laughs> okay. i'm saying you're like bill gates where like yeah you originally no. started your business in a garage but now you're rich and famous and you don't care about poor people anymore that's, that's not well I'm that's saying. not true because i actually also think that there should be a mercy item i just don't think it's as major of a deal to be like a like completely upset about it because the item is not a requirement. In terms of like a because, degree because of disagreement. you're taking it to a level that I just don't think it's at. That's why I'm just disagreeing with your level of intensity. I I don't the mercy item I think would be fine. I just don't think it's something to be like, nope, I'm fucking quitting this game. Fuck this game it, because there's no mercy but items I, on these treasure items. That's not what I'm saying. Now you're putting convenient. words in my that mouth. That isn't what you're saying, but that's the context <laughs> of what we're talking about with moral and quitting the game. That's where this stemmed from. You said you agree with one of the things he talked about, like, for example, mercy items. That was your example. So if you don't want me to reference that example, then don't use that example. But that's not what I said about in context of Morlin. That's what I said about in terms of well, their you, then listening. Don't use to that the... as an example if you don't want me to reference it. But I'm just saying you're well, making <laughs> it more intense than it is. It's, it's a convenience item that is helpful and nice, but it is not needed. And I know it's not needed because everyone in the game played without it for four years. And a lot of people at Endgame still play without it. Um dad all right let's move I don't on like when we fight <laughs> you're not you're not even listening to what i'm saying so okay. let's let's go <laughs> uh try not try connect says in my opinion they made a mistake of adding mermaid to pre-awakening because they could have uh could have solid cutlass pirate class on pre-awake suck and mermaid as awakening i mean maybe i mean i don't know like it, it could be anything, man. Yeah, it could yeah. be anything. They, they just, we need to wait for a leak to come out. With with what they did with both Nova and Sage, like things have just gone out the window with like trying to predict what Awakenings could be. Yeah. Um, Dreadspark says, Welcome back, Reslar, on the discussion of Pearl Abyss being better on implementation of new features post-Cacao. Tagging costs like 3 bill plus was kind of a blunder. Punished by success and not having a price cap or trading uh, is a huge yikes. In conclusion, they do things for some reason, uh, always throw in an exception 
that is like this would be perfect if not for blank insert single item here family inventory not allowing pots on release just lots of little blunders or intentional trolls i don't know hope y'all enjoyed uh corsair shy stuff just want to warn people to watch their words specifically calling players something that sounds like petal petal files you put petal space files super not cool and honestly a fantastic way to make people hate you as a person slash report slash quick guild let's not play these kinds of games with that kind of toxicity and the class is bad enough without it we got other stuff going on see shy discord uh or forums for further updates did you guys have anything to say about that i i, I guess i'm confused uh, for some reason i wasn't able to follow along with that what, what exactly is going on Saying, did don't, anyone don't... on the show call shy players that? I don't think he didn't say did. warn. He didn't say I want to warn you guys. He just said warn people. So I don't know. Just like in general, like a PSA. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I guess. And yeah, don't do that. I guess. And I do agree with like the family inventory not allowing you to have pots, which by the way would also help solve the infinite pot thing. If you could just put pots in there, it would be nice and use them out of that storage. The other thing too is like the the tagging thing. I mean, I, I've gone on a bunch of times on stream about how I can't stand the way tagging scales up. Um, it it's absurd. I think it's absurd that somebody with three oh nine AP can tag for one point seven bill, but someone with three sixteen AP has to tag for seven point two bill. But that's just me. Um. I also the exponential think, growth of the cost. Yeah, I also think it's very yeah. strange that we absolutely have to um, pay $10 to tag a second offhand when most builds, like a lot of people's builds require two offhands, or in the case of like a new class release, when you tag, you can only tag the main hand and offhand, and then you have to spend a $10 plus the silver to add the awakening to the class later is is incredibly stupid and toxic and like, not not what what is the well, word it's, it's scummy business practices is yeah. what it is it's creating it's... problems and selling solutions yeah it's literally predatory yeah predatory it's... practices that's what i was looking for it, it's an absolutely toxic way of doing things the marnie's process fuel it you should we already have to pay a shitload of silver to add an extra weapon why the hell do we have to also pay ten dollars it's just so done like that's the most common question i get asked like when corsair comes out like when i'm streaming people are like hey uh, I tagged my Corsair. Do you know what happens when Awakening comes out? Is it free to tag or do I just pay the silver? And it's like, no, you got to pay the silver and $10 for no reason. Yeah. It's like, so there, they, this is kind of back to like Moreland's thing, but there, there are some things like that where they create problems and yeah, exactly. Like it, those issues I a hundred percent agree with should not be a thing. Um, yeah. They're really dumb. It just puts a bad taste in your player base's mouth. Yeah. It's like, you There's don't want to all... do that. If you want it to be a choice, you want it to, f you want, you want it to feel like it's a choice rather than a necessity. Yeah, you, well, you don't, I mean, to, to spend money on the game. Wait in inventory. It feels like a necessity with that. Yeah. Sorry. Weight and inventory are like, I don't know, like some of the things I, I get, like there's a point where I get that it's a business. So there's like, they can do it to an extent or up to like a reasonable amount. It's just, there's some things that are like, why is a new player that's starting your game? If, if they, you know, have two characters or whatever, they have to, the tag system is added to the game. It's in the game. New player comes in, they tag their thing and they have to pay $10 for the item. It doesn't make any sense. 
And then it's like, I, I don't know. It's just there's some things that are like too far. Weight and inventory, yes, have always like worked in this way. But um, I don't know, like weight and inventory is another thing that you can kind of get by if you want without maxing them out. Like we have plenty of friends in our friend group, like Bear and Bloom that don't even have max weight on their main characters. They've been playing for five years and it's like <laughs> they, they don't even mention it. Like it's like not yeah. even a thing that they think about. Like Bloom doesn't have infinite pots and he doesn't have weight. And he's like literally just, ne I never hear him complain about it. He never says anything. It's like, but some things are like, I don't know. Like the tagging thing is weird because with coupled with the exponential growth, the fact that I have to pay $10 and eight bill or 7.2 bill or 5.8 bill is, is crazy. I just think it's crazy I, to, to try out another class. That, by the way, if you like, you end up spending money on weight or costumes or inventory or whatever yeah. else for the class. Like, so let, like let let your content sell the game for you. Like, like I I'm playing this game. I'm buying value packs and you know camera blessings um, here and there. Like, if I can't fill my pre-orders, I'm spending money on the game. You know, like there's. And I'm sure there's a ton of other players out there that are doing the same. Like, I don't understand why they gotta have those you know those gross kind of like situations and in, in your example where you have to spend 10 bucks just to do something that should be a part of the game anyway um where were we rant over do, 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 do. oh yeah that was a uh, in response to dreads part kanichi sai says the last two episodes have been long overdue man i'm curious what reslar's full pc specs are um, I call that since Corsair is Petrigio's daughter, that her awakening is she smacks people around with a sack of some random shit. <laughs> sack yeah, of right. gold coins. Oh, man. Um, so, Rez, are you comfortable talking about your PC specs? He's asking. You could say, uh, or you could DM him if you want to not talk about it. I mean, I don't, it don't bother me. None. It's uh, 10 i5, 10400F, I think. Uh, I believe RTX 3060, I want to say, um, 512 gigabyte, uh, SSD, um, what is, uh, I think 16 gigs of RAM at, uh, 2660, I think, like normal 3200 overclock, I want to say. So, I don't know. How are you doing Those overclocking? Are... No, it just has the capacity to if I want to, essentially. Oh, okay. Noise, noise. Um, all right. Uh Chucky or Chucklehead one says, could be trident, but mid range caster makes a circle motion above her head and summons a whirlpool. Alright, that would be even more surprising if they give her a trident and make her a caster with melee damage. I would say that's a long shot. Probably not going to happen. Probably not. Um, yeah. I, I'm 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 leaning towards the tentacle thing or the trident more so than that. <laughs> I think uh, Nashi just wants tentacles. Hey, you know. Stellar Mind Studio says they did right to have her mermaid form on pre awakening. Her final form is a shark. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. Is a, is a shark even an upgrade from a mermaid? I feel like a, a, a mermaid IRL would fuck a shark up. Dude. That's a good question. 
Daz says, what if the revamp is only just for adding the dumb movement inertia to old classes? Well, luckily now we know that that's not going to be the case. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was a very serious concern for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Benny Jet says, for God's sakes, man, get a new PC and you should go and you, you should go in AMD, you Intel shill. Wait, what? Nah, fuck AMD. He was AMD. That's the problem. Yeah, that was, AMD was the problem. Uh, Sirium says Awakening gonna be a big fan. Mark my words. That'd be interesting, like a a fan or like an umbrella type weapon, like one of those things. Her Awakening? No way. That'd be weird. From pirate? Yeah, dude. Which is a fan coming for pirating? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm tr I'm having a hard time picturing. Could you could you demonstrate? I like, um, all right, here we go. We have Musassin. Musassin's comments are always in adventure. Here we go. I dare, <laughs> I dare PA to fuck around and give Musa a grab as part of the rework. LOL joke. We don't need a grab. However, I welcome the animation changes. Less than the animation frames, especially on Cross Crusher. Change the animation for Spinner. Rework Nemesis Slash, one of the most useless T3 add-ons in pre-awake and awakened skill. And for all that is holy, make our kicks more useful than just draining our stamina. I, I, I actually Do you agree, agree about the kick? I actually agree with a lot of this stuff. Uh, edit, quality of life change would be the, that would benefit all players that grinded out their infinite pots. Please, for the love of God, let us be able to put our infinite pots in family storage, also tense when we have a character tagged. I think that's fair about the infinite pot thing. They'll never let you. They hate you guys. <laughs> uh, Maybe for $10, they'll let you put it in. Sirium, dude, I, I, Sirium says... So glad you guys talked about Moreland's response to the upcoming changes. Just listen to that pod before you uploaded this one. I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's just having a bad day to begin with, but he really looked at every announcement and reached for a negative aspect of it that could pretty easily be outweighed by positive changes they could bring. So I'm going to say this. Wait, did they just recently update this during this podcast today? But on a previous one? No. What Update what? Because they said we we talked about Moreland's thing, but Moreland at the, at the end of our last podcast, yeah, we did. Do you not remember? He he had that clip that Resler shared that was like, oh shit, that's right. That's wow. Sorry, I forgot all about that clip. That's true. Yeah, I forgot all about that. So I'm gonna say this about um the event because I think it's a totally valid one of the things he talks about in his podcast or um in his video, and that I think a lot of people should hold Pearl Abyss's feet to the fire. They continue to announce things that never come out. Um, this recent announcement, they gave release dates for everything or almost everything. Um, these need to happen. And I think people should be angry and complain to them if they don't happen. Yep. Like, You're talking about should, the stuff specifically with yeah, the dates, right? Yes, yeah, yes. If yes. they're not 100% sure. Now, I understand if they announce something and the entire player base says, no, that sucks, we don't want that. That's one thing. But to announce things that everyone gets excited about and then to never release it is exhausting after a while. And I do think that they heard that feedback and that's why they gave these dates. Um, they also, for the first time ever, announced a cancellation of a previous announcement, which yeah. is like the yeah. Thorn Tree thing, which they've not really done in the past. So At least people aren't holding out for that anymore. They might be upset that it was canceled, but at least they're not holding out for it anymore. Yeah. Res, right. do you have that clip? People are asking for the clip of Moreland from 
I can't remember. I totally forgot about that clip. And since he released the video, I thought uh, they were talking about the video. Was it in this? Oh, yeah. You linked it here. I have it. I have it. Yeah, it should be somewhere in here. Yeah, I linked it. Um, yeah, so I I 100% agree, though. Like, the all of these dates, we need to hold them to to these dates. It, like, I don't... I'm so excited for the PvP stuff. I'm really excited for Terra the Deep Sea. Uh, I'm pretty excited for the dungeon stuff. Not that excited, but kind of excited for the dungeon stuff. Um, the trading really? revamp I'm seems surprised. awesome. The Calpheon yeah. Elvia Realm also seems awesome. The this the character reboot especially like these things need to happen. These cannot be yeah. announcements that don't come to fruition. So, yeah, yeah, hold their feet to the fire. Complain, all that stuff. If these dates are passed and we don't get anything, like these things need to happen. They need to, or just do not announce stuff that you're not going to release. Announce it only when you're a hundred percent sure you're going to release it. Stop announcing stuff you have no intention of releasing. They're basically yeah. googling us, dude. This is what Google does with like Android and and all of their OSs. Like they announce all this like cool stuff where they come out with new products and then they just like disappear after like a couple months. If anyone uses Android, they'd know by by the 10 different messaging apps that we've had on on Android over the last 7 years that are half of them are just gone. Allo, Hangouts, Duo, like Google Messenger, all these random things that are literally gone. <laughs> like that's how Pearl Abyss is, dude. Um, I don't know. So Anyway, I, uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, Chasm, they announced during the Heidel Ball, uh, at some point during the middle, I believe it was when they were talking about the 10v10 arena. They said the 10v10 arena is going to take the place of the formally announced, uh, Thorn Tree Castle, okay. and that Thorn Tree yeah. Castle is not going to be a thing anymore. Um, they actually, like, announced that it's not happening, but that the map area is still going to be used for the 10v10 PvP arena. But the original idea of Thorn Tree Castle is canceled. Um, I wonder what was wrong that they decided to cancel. It just wasn't fun or what? I don't know. No, no. The class reboots are coming in October. And once they come out, they said it'll take two to three weeks for all 17 to be out. Not that it's coming three weeks after the Heidel Ball. So in October is the class reworks. Um, what was the... I'm not sure you clarified that well for uh, uh, as far as like the how are the classes coming out is it only like three at a time but like every week or no they just said all they said is that they're going to rework 17 of the classes all of them are coming in october and they said once they release like the first class the rest of them will be finished within a two to three week time. So like, it's not going to be like uh, one class a week or two a week. They're no, just... it's not going to be like the warrior reign supreme for right. the next month. <laughs> over three yeah. weeks they're gonna release all 17 thank god um that was all they said anyway so yeah uh anyway as far as the dates though like if they announce stuff they need to especially with dates like i feel like it's gonna be even worse now if they announce release dates and this stuff doesn't come and then yeah oh, oh yeah so it's like the nova thing all over again yeah pretty much yeah the Spoon Elite says, I'd like to see the Awakening either be explosive-based, tossing grenades around, somewhat like Archer's arrow explosion, or a full-body transformation of some kind. Ash from Final Space comes to mind, if you've seen that. Taking Black Spirit possession to the next level, floating above the ground, and her hair whipping around her. Then again, I am invariably wrong about these things. 
Also, I really appreciate that so far she isn't hypersexualized like most of the female classes with only her suck outfit showing her belly button. Uh, oh, I'll be, give it time. I'll be disappointed if they change that with her awakening costume. <laughs> give it time. Dude, all of us um, were a bunch you of know what? angry, uh, thirsty people mad that her uh, normal outfit isn't open in the front like it was in one of the pictures, apparently. You know, I, no, I is, think I it figured it out. in the front if you hide cape. I know, I know what her awakening is. Oh, if you be. hide cape, it's open? Yeah, it takes her blouse off. It's weird. Oh, that's not a cape? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering because I was pressing the hide cape button expecting for like the backside to go away. And I was like, oh, it doesn't do anything. Okay. Like some costumes just don't do anything. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, it hides her, uh, not, it hides her not cape. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I think she's gonna she's she's gonna have a uh, a scuba diver uh, awakening. That's that's what it's gonna be right there. Chibi Neko yes. says gun classes breaks the game. Think about it. Also, the block break no recovery is balanced one v one. But if there's two or more mermaid, it's unavoidable. And makes it kind of op. It could be. I don't I don't see how gun classes break the game. I don't know why people say that. I don't think so either i just for me personally selfishly i don't enjoy gun classes that much um yeah and if you think like aesthetically they look lame then like sure but like there's been a lot of people who say like oh the guns wouldn't fit in with like the game world and it's like i don't know we have guns like we have muskets i've just learned today watching moreland's video that we have sniper rifles apparently for hunting uh yeah. i mean berserker has a cannon on his arm like i don't know why guns wouldn't make sense in like the world um yeah i don't know um all right so yeah i don't think it breaks i just think it's like lame i don't know for me personally but i've never liked that in fantasy games specifically uh, Pink Master says, since 2018, I've been uh, attacked without warning while grinding maybe four to five times total. Every other time people ask for duel for spot or how long I have left and leave. Can't imagine there's a problem with people killing others for no reason. Arsha doesn't count. Yeah, because Arsha, you're asking, you're, you know, you're there for it. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's different uh, server to server, honestly. I, I really don't think people are just straight up getting killed that often. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It does happen. And I'm sure... The people that have been attacked multiple times by the same person or they're being harassed is like different experience. I, I just think for the most part, for how harsh the penalties are, I don't think that they're related to our server, at least not on NA. Maybe EU's a little bit different. But for how harsh they're making all the karma plus the infamy stuff, like you would think that it's like dangerous to ever go to a grind spot because you're just being slaughtered by these geared players constantly and there's nothing you can do and you can't progress by the way they're making changes so i don't know yeah um, like it's a rampant fucking epidemic throughout bdo that you can't leave town without like having to fight for your life or something yeah um frank's 80 says i kind of agree with moreland i don't really like 1v1 i feel like there's too much rng with resist and just whoever lands the first grab wins um i like groovy pvp even though they promised us all this content, they seem to put such low effort into PvP content. Just look at the 1v1 Arena NBA. It's the laziest development in a game I've ever seen. And same with the RBF Garmoth map. I don't think they will ever put dev time to PvP because they don't earn money. They will move the game into the seasonal class release style till everyone quits, but I really hope they don't. 
I don't know. They sounded like they were pretty into this PvP season thing, and it's the first time they've announced it. So it does seem like they're leaning towards some something PvP related in the game. I do think they can make a lot of money by allowing trials to buy costumes too. Um, the Aqua Ninja says, I "Really, trials to buy costumes?" Yeah, I mean that was one of the things that kind of took a, a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the trial tournament. In my opinion is that everyone looked the same with that ugly ass bib. Yeah, no uniqueness to them, no color scheme weirdness going on. Yeah. Um, the Awkward Ninja says, I think you guys missed what a lot of us got out of the green gear. The green gear is used to get the absurd AP requirements for Calico and Hadoon spots, spots, which starts at 290 AP and progresses to 340. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that I got from it too, that it was going to be like, I know, almost like weapon drops, but for... um like green gear in the Hadoom spots to help people that don't have gear like participate in those spots occasionally. I don't know. Um, Wait. Yeah. It would still be weaker though, right? I don't know. They didn't, I mean, they just said, they didn't say. They didn't give any like exact numbers, so we have no idea. No, I meant like in that particular comments, like reasoning, they were using the green gear to meet those spots. Well, no, that's what they announced at the hideout ball is that there's going to be, they're considering or they're thinking about, or they're adding green gear to help like lesser geared players participate in some of the end game content. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know if it was so much adding is like reusing gear that's irrelevant now. Yeah. Or yeah. that re reworking existing shit. Gear. So like as well and fucking Elsh and shit like that. And I suppose again, you know who knows what they'll actually end up doing but that's one basically of the considering probably give it like pve buffs to those items to make them relevant for those locations yeah i don't know how they're gonna do that without just making green weapons elvia weapons right like yeah. how's that what it kind of sounds like yeah oh here we go jing did another capris update video thank you um wait who was it that said that oh winter in chat let me see he did uh he did one in sacrea get to his numbers um sacrea is the one i'm curious about because i'm in there a lot i like sacrea all right so in sacrea so aids to get to if you don't have like compass buddies no the mermaid do oh true <laughs> no yeah it's, well even it's... even still you need the item to get in yeah you do okay so what he did... did in 15 minutes he got four raw kaffir stones and five dust that's actually nuts that means it'll be 20 Kaffir stones an hour. Wow. Um, and then he does Upper Sacrea as well. Ooh, Upper Sacrea could be interesting. I wonder how much he gets in Upper Sacrea. Um, where is this? Let's see. Sorry for the radio listeners at home. I'm skimming through the video to get to his results. Dude, 20 Kaffir an hour. I'm I'm super into that. Um, wait, Upper Sacrae, he got six raw Kaffir stones and five dust. What? What a monster, dude. My God. Upper Sacrae might act, dude, if they make, when they make the pot piece, like, available at that upper spot for those occasional, um, uh, whatever it is. Events. Yeah, those occasional events. events. Yeah. Like, dude, that spot's going to be good. Like, if you're getting 22 Kaffir stones an hour there, that's actually nuts. Um, the last comment on the YouTube video is maybe her awakening is a pistol, a Zerker hand cannon, and a harpoon. 
Gotta make sure we hit them all. Dude, I like that some people are going like all in on the whole pirate thing and they're like, dude, her awakening is going to be a hook hand. And I'm like, wait, so when she C swaps, she literally just loses yeah. her hand. That's what no, we talked like, about last week. It's going to be one of those um, pirate costumes where you would like, your hand would be inside of the little like uh, thing that the hook sticks out of and then you just hold on to it, you know? Yeah. Maybe she just has a giant fishing hook, like a comically oversized fishing hook that she just swings around. I also think a lot of people forget that a hook is is a a handicap. It's not like you don't want the hook. The hook is because you lost your hand. It's not like a weapon you seek out if you have two usable hands. You usually seek out a weapon that's a lot more, you know, threatening than a hook. Um... Dude, I, I hope they do something unique. That, that's all I really hope. Um, I don't know what they could do. I do obviously like hope they stick with the water theme, but I know there's a very, very good chance that they do not do that. But I do hope they do. Um, we'll see. Her <laughs> awakening weapon is a surfboard. All right, that's the last of the comments. Uh, if you guys want to comment on the YouTube videos, we will watch. We are back to our normal, regularly uploading YouTube and Spotify and iTunes schedule. So apologize for the last four weeks. From here on out, we'll be back to normal. Thank you guys so much for your patience. Appreciate that. Um, Rezla, you want to close us out? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching slash listening. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know what your thoughts are on Corsair. Whether you like it, you don't like it, what you think the awakening is going to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, shout out to the patrons and to the Twitch subscribers on our Twitch channels. Uh, you can find those in the description. Uh, you can find Frosty at twitch.tv slash so Frosty, Nayashi at twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA, and myself at twitch.tv slash not Reslar. Uh, and yeah, I think that's everything. Everybody uh, take it easy. We'll see you next week. Bye.